Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. Rick Dow, aka Captain Brunch, here with Destin Frazier. So I thought my day couldn't get any weirder, and then I saw a sugar-free Smirnoff Ice commercial starring Batista. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> really? I didn't even see it. Oh, dude, Batista, I can unsee Batista in a pink Hawaiian shirt and everything. It's there for me. Oh, boy. That's crazy. Well, we have quite the show for you tonight. We have some things to say, some stuff to get off of our chest about things that have been going on in the interverse, as well as some news to cover in regards to the state of wrestling, obviously cancellations, uh, rewrites, blow-ups, anger, heat, all kinds of different things happening. Um, and of course, we're going to go over AEW and Raw and all that other stuff as well. So thank you for joining us. This is going to be a lot of fun tonight. Hope you guys enjoyed your weekend. It's probably the first weekend we had in a while where we didn't have all kinds of uh, different special events and wrestling happening, which is, says a right. lot, considering the state of the it world is. right now. It's been a minute. Yeah. Yes, it very much has. Shout out to all of you guys in the chat room and also listening on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Twitch.tv, uh, Facebook Live, everywhere. Even on Periscope over there, okay, Twitter. Glad you're all able to join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the affiliate status real quick. And I'm not going to spend too much time on that. Just because of uh, the fact that we've already gone over it again. But full disclosure, uh, we've also qualified for the Facebook Level Up program. Which for those of you that don't know, you have to hit a quota. In regards to live people, followers, just consistent community. And uh, you sort of become a partner with Facebook, which we hit that quota there. Doesn't mean that we're going to take that either. That is our second offer because we've hit the Twitch affiliate program, which we have to accept either that offer. But again, it's the exclusivity, if you will, that concerns us with these kind of agreements. We don't want to have to alienate people that are listening from any other community. Bad enough as it is that we have to jump the hell off of Mixer because of their issues. So uh, just throwing it out there, not to get comfortable on any one platform quite yet, because we are still simulcasting. But should we take any of these partnerships, affiliate programs, level up programs or anything else, it might uh, funnel us into at least a live exclusivity with everything else being on demand afterwards. Which really isn't that bad because the whole reason why we were able to make uh, the Facebook Level Up program was because of our on-demand. This is actually the first time that we're ever broadcasting to Facebook in regards to wrestling. We've been using it for the game streams for the this past weekend. But uh, yeah, that's the worst case. So those of you that are live are the ones that it really pertains to. So I don't want to spend too much time on it. You can always ask me and I always let the people in the chat room know if there's going to be some sort of a switch or change of landscape. But for now, you could get, at least for the moment, you can be comfortable with the way things are. So, there has been some Adam Cole heat. Uh, yeah. What happened? I mean, somebody clearly got out of line and got checked. <laughs> yeah? Okay. Uh, it seems like this is kind of a case of 
oh, I watched wrestling back in the day, but I haven't quite adapted how the changes are. So I'm going to make one comment and be like, oh, but what happened? Let's let me have a look here. I have to see what's what's the deal. Bear with us, guys. Still getting our bearings straight for the uh, for the night, getting all systems up and stuff and figuring out what's what here. All right. So here we go. Have a look at what the hell this is. Oh, that's right. Me. Did it all by myself. No, don't believe that. We've watched the takeovers, Adam. The Undisputed Era is the main reason why you've succeeded. But by the way, smart. That's good business. Hey, that's business, baby. That's very smart. Well, and especially for you, because, you know, you're kind of (laughs) small. Oh, we're going to go with the size thing now. Fuck you, Pat. Seriously, I'm sick of your shit. I come the whole way here, take time away from my family to come to do your stupid fucking show. And you're gonna continue to disrespect me. Don't touch me. Whoa! Whoa. Fuck you! Fuck you! No, fuck you! Get out of here! Shit! I love that the whole respond. No, fuck you! You alright? (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with that guy? Wow. I mean, a lot happened here very quickly. Was I being condescending to him? You sound condescending right now. I didn't think so either. I thought I was just pointing out the facts. Have we ever been that disrespected in our own studio before? No! No! That's why I haven't had him on the show, though, by the way. Smart. Because you don't know what this guy. You have no idea what this guy. Fucking loose cannon. I mean, we're having a good conversation. We're up and running, and boom, all of a sudden, he's right here. Fuck me. For fuck his you. Sake, this pushes Ty, who's got colitis. And we even talk about that. And then he storms off. What's he doing now? Breaking shit out in the office? I mean, you can't. Thursday, July 23rd. I have no idea how we get out. Like, what am I going to, am I going to go fight this guy out here? Do you think he's no. just sitting, he's Billy Tubes and him, and my dad just hanging out right now? What? What are we doing? That's a show. Hey, watch along tonight. Yankees and Nationals. Tony Foch throwing out the opening pitch. We'll have special guests. Yeah, I don't care about this. Is he going to talk about this anymore? Be a friend, tell a friend, say, hey, come watch the MLB prime time Yankees and Nationals game with Pat McAfee, AJ Hawk, the boys, special guests, and also tell them that Adam Cole's a fucking asshole. That was terrible. Now we got to go figure this out. Are we going to... Yeah. Are we going to fight somebody mm-hmm. now? Let's go. Okay. So, to kind of give it a little more context into this, because I even I saw what happened even before this clip started. Right. McAfee's an idiot. Okay. Um, one of the things that they were talking about is he was talking about how Cole basically got his way to NXT, and Cole made the comment that basically, in a sense, and let's be real, four hundred three at four hundred three days as champion, who's going to argue with him? He's been basically the king. Now, the thing about it is whenever McAfee would say King, he would do the little quotation thing like he's trying to be sarcastic. So he had constantly been saying just out of line, dumb little marky shit throughout the whole thing. So the him being small was literally the straw that broke the camel's back. And the funny thing about it is some people have been saying that is this a work or anything. Truth be told, I don't believe it is because McAfee really is the stupid. It's the same thing with like the Sam Roberts guy. It's guys who aren't actual fans that just like, hey, WWE, shiny name. Let me put my face all over it. We've seen how dumb some of these guys are at the NXT pre-shows. So it almost doesn't surprise me. that It's like, hey, I'm on my show. I can say what I want. I'll call him small and see how that turns out. Because it's like some of these guys are still in that whole mentality of, oh, you got to look like Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage to get over in the business nowadays. He's lucky when, that it wasn't Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. He's lucky that he's dealing with the wrestlers of the up, up, down, down generation, the wrestlers that play video games oh, yeah. and have Nintendo Switch and shit. If that would have been an 80s wrestler, he would have slapped the shit. He would have slapped that haircut off of him. 
Yo, they would they would have dragged him across the desk and beat the shit out of him with his friends. Remind me who that guy is again. He's sometimes on on wrestling or something. He I was... he he's he's one of those football guys. He he's a little more known than Gronk. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, there's his claim to fame. Exactly. More yeah, he's just one of those Gronk. football guys. It's just another case of them throwing somebody else from another sport to try to get somebody else to get some other kind of popularity. That is tragic. Like I feel like he's too stupid for it to be a work. Yeah, he said, it's funny because when he was asking if he was being condescending or whatever, it was like, you kind of sounded the entire way through. Yeah, he's always sounding condescending. He said that uh, <laughs> Caffrey's a genuine dude. Um, raised $15 million for local. What is this, Walton Payton? Who the fuck that weighs $15 million? You know, all that shit is tax deductible and stuff, though. You know, you gotta always, I always, I'm not trying to discredit it, but at the same time I am, you gotta ask yourself how much of that stuff actually goes to the, the patients or whatever. A lot of the time they do that stuff for the sake of their image. You know. I was just like, it's it's the dumbest comment to ever make to a, to a wrestler nowadays. Oh, you're kind of small. Okay, your point. <laughs> it was a stupid comment. It's the dumbest comment you could possibly make in the wrestling days nowadays. You know how many top dogs out there are kind of small? It's like best case. I hate to say, it, but best case scenario. Adam Cole got really offended by the way this guy was conducting that interview and went off. Worst case scenario, this is a work leading into an Adam Cole Pat McAfee angle. Oh, NXT NXT doesn't have that time, that kind of time to waste. <laughs> Are you kidding <laughs> like, me? You know what? You know, the sad thing is I say it, I'm just like, no, no, they they could. Fuck, I hope it's not a work. <laughs> Bad enough we had Gronk taking up space on WrestleMania. Yeah, I believe well, he has a he has an action figure now, right? Yeah, a WWE action figure of Gronk. I, for one, am exciting about it. Excited about it. Mm. And uh, the and, reason and is because uh, off, like, yeah, Shane, he might be a good guy, but like, he clearly doesn't know jack shit about wrestling. If he thinks be Adam Cole being small matters in any way, shape, or form, yeah. I'm into sitcoms. Every now and then, I tune in my TV and I turn on sitcoms. I'm not going to give Bill Cosby a pass just because <laughs> I like the Huxtables. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying he's not a good guy, but I'm just saying based on the context in which I just saw, um, came off a little bit douchey. But again, with the Gronk thing, I'm excited about the action figure because I want to see the numbers. I want to see what kids are going to ask for a WWE Gronk figure. I'm almost scared at that point. You know, like who's going to give a fuck about Gronk? You know, and who gives a crap about this guy? Um, so let me see what else is going on in this story. So apparently, Mike, uh, um, Adam Cole put up a apology where he said i've had the weekend to think about everything and it's still hard to put into words where it began where to begin first of all to anyone that i offended i apologize i apologize because i represent a brand that commands respect not just because of what we do in the ring but how we handle ourselves outside the ring even though he continued to push my buttons i still should have kept my composure and acted like a professional i'm embarrassed by my reaction and i will make sure something like that never happens again thanks for the continued support everyone so Okay, so basically WWE made him apologize because yeah. realistically he didn't do shit wrong. He put he checked somebody who got out of line. Like, like that's, that's kind of what that's what happens. You get out of line, you get checked back into place. Like, and in response to what was happening with with uh, Adam Cole, McAfee put up a tweet saying, "I've sat here for twenty minutes now trying to figure out what the hell just happened. I obviously never mean to disrespect anybody, but fuck that guy. There's no." way that's how an adult human should act i pride our show on being positive good time having upbeat show and he will never be invited back uh i don't know i mean i don't watch this show i didn't uh, even know he had a show but at the same time 
if the show's entire label is positive, good time, upbeat, I don't see how that would apply to making fun of someone's height that you have an interview with, you know, like, it was like, like it's just kind of weird. Again, I would sooner think that this is a work only because of what an asshole that guy came off as. And the fact that that's a shitty excuse, you know, oh, my show's supposed to be upbeat, positive, good times. And then you shit on somebody. It has to be a work. It has to be a work. You, you have to, you'd have to write somebody into being that big of a douchebag. In my opinion. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Cause I'm not saying I know for sure. Cause I don't know, but I'm sooner going to assume that it was a work and that was bad WWE writing. And they wrote a shitty Pat McAfee character that has really shitty lines and trains of thought than to believe that's the actual guy. Well, maybe we'll find out in the next week or so, but just again, this is just me coming across this here with Destin now. I haven't really thought about it, but if I had to think about it, it doesn't sound plausible but then again with today's world people can be douchey but i'm going to give this guy the benefit of the doubt and say that the real pat mcafee doesn't act or apply the weird logic that he's applying because i agree with you destin talking about someone's height then during the wrestling thing that's weird logic right there uh and also your defense being that you're supposed to have a positive upbeat show after doing such is bad booking it just sounds like bad writing to me so maybe they're doing some sort of a program for SummerSlam. to me would make more sense the bad part about it is, and the reason, if it was just like some random Hammernegger, I could see it. But McAfee strikes me as some of those guys where it's like, when everybody else in the room laughs it off, okay, that means Adam's cool with it now because he saw everybody else laugh. No, I would. A lot of these, a lot of these guys don't understand that is rule. That is literally shot number one through about ninety fucking nine of things you don't go for with guys who are beyond the indies. Yeah, but the problem is people who are stuck in that old. 80s when Hogan and Macho Man were main, were main event in every pay-per-view. We don't get that. And sadly, the guys like McAfee fit into that category because he's only around for uh, the NXT pre-shows. We never see him or hear from him. You damn near forget he exists anytime besides that. So it's all but it's it's all but plausible for me to believe that this guy thought because he tried to make the joke, especially with the Undisputed Era thing, and all of his little buddies popped, that he assumed that Cole was eventually just going to cool down and then pop. Not realizing he'd been taking subtle little slick jabs all night. Yeah. And considering a guy who damn near killed himself to get here, probably going to take that a little personally. And it's not going to matter if it's on your show. You don't think you might not think it. You might think it's funny. But common sense would, see it, would realize the reactions this guy is starting to get. You're starting to realize, OK, it's not funny. But there's people who are that oblivious to where they still think it's funny. Yeah. You know, that's a little too tinfoil for me, though, to be honest with you. Just the fact that it. Mm-hmm. even takes that much thought to get there i would sooner think that this is a work again i could be wrong about it but even look at the guy's face like does he normally look like that that looks like a like a working face like he can't is he oh, really? I've, I've, seen, I've seen him make that face before he oh has quite God. a worky face He's, he has uh, <laughs> he has a worky his, face his, his expressions <laughs> are odd at all right all right i'm gonna and then also assuming what shane was saying that he's a good guy i, I have to assume that this is an angle but then again the, if, if it was an angle they, they would be trying to make adam cole the heel here yeah, and not a single person is against Adam Cole on this, besides the people on the Gaffey show. Which means that it's an angle to backfire. Even more proof that it's a WWE angle. Maybe again, I, I would, know. you know, I'd like to hope it's an angle. But if it's if it's an angle, it's literally like I need Adam Cole to get out of this company now. If this is an angle, because like, it's a joke. Like I haven't seen this dude in months. Why am I going to care that Adam Cole doesn't like him? So McAfee in that tweet also put up this uh 
this image, I guess, which I also kind of find another reason I would question it being an angle or not. It's a little intrusive that you posted the private text message between you and Adam Cole, you know? Yeah. And, and all it's really saying is, hello, Mr. Baby. I heard you're, you're possibly in Indianapolis. If so, I know we've had our differences, but I'd love to have you come try the studio for recorded conversation. I think people would enjoy the hell out of it. Cheers. And then Adam Cole goes, haha, why not? Haven't really done media since the bash. So let's do it. So yeah, let's do it. Where's it at? And then uh, he put, let's go downtown, like a football thing there or something. Anytime, 10 to noonish would be perfect. And then he put, oh, it's downtown. I'm actually staying downtown, so that's perfect. I can be there around noon. I'll see you then. So you see what I mean? That's kind of like another reason I question if this is real. Because would, would he really post a private message from Adam Cole? Even if Adam Cole wronged him, like it's still a WWE guy, it's a private message. He didn't have permission to post it. Something, some sort of etiquette here. What? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, I, I'd like to hope it's a work. I'd like to hope he's really not that dumb. But and then also, the problem is, it, it wouldn't be surprised me if he is. And also, the way the guy talks, anyone who's, who creates content would catch this. But the way the guy talks, right? He's talking about you can get there between ten and noonish. You know, anytime around that. If it would be a live show, he wouldn't be able to tell him oh, anytime, whenever, whenever you go, whenever you go. You know. So it's like it's a tape show. You mean to tell me that something bad happened on a tape show and you just uploaded it? Like you like that was it? They uploaded like the thirteen or fourteen minute interview and just oh, we'll just throw it up there anyway. All I'm saying is I could say something, but I'm waiting for that segment. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> you set me up for it too easy. I'm sorry, I couldn't do it. Basically, uh, yeah, I was trying I wasn't trying to set you up, but yeah, good point. Who who purposely uploads shitty content? <laughs> Some people out there, which is, I'm just saying, it's a possibility it could be a shoot. <laughs> listen, dude, it's news opinions. Listen, dude, it's news, opinions, and entertainment the way douches want it. All right. <laughs> that was the most unintentional segue, but it worked out. It was so unintentional. Cool. It was. I swear to you guys, it was. Not them being douches, just a segue. Anyway, I digress. So. After Adam Cole apologized, Pat McAfee then went on to tweet, this is the first time we've heard from Adam Cole, by the way, since he stormed out of here after pushing, after pushing Ty. And then he says, it was nice of him to apologize. And then he said, uh, but Cole could have mentioned Pat McAfee by name. Yeah, say my fucking name. Really? Say my name? <laughs> Dude, come on. Fuck you, Destiny Child, my guy. This, this has to be, this would be so embarrassing if this wasn't a storyline. I don't know who I'd be it's, more embarrassed for, McAfee or, or Adam Cole. I'm embarrassed for both of them because I'm sorry, I can't believe it's a storyline. It's too stupid. So Triple H apparently apologized. He went on the Pat McAfee show to apologize for this? This I did not hear. I, I don't know if that makes it more or less of a work now. I feel like it kind of makes it less. For Adam Cole's like, like, sake. Like, Triple H getting involved? For Adam Cole's sake, I hope Triple H didn't have to shoot apologize for him. Because that would put him in the doghouse by default of it being bad. Because PR. this man is... Okay, let's have a look here. I'm going to bring this up for everybody to see. What the hell? Trying to get it right where we need to get it. There we go. Yo, Adam calls me last week, says I'm going to be in town. McAfee invited me on the show. Hey, is it cool if I do it? I say yes. A little bit in my mind thought, I hope that goes well. Not knowing it would become what it becomes. And I think everybody's hypersensitive... Um, 
in today's world a little bit, especially. But, you know, I apologize for Adam coming on your show. He is the nicest guy in the world on a lot of levels. Um, comes on your show. There's a interaction between the two of you that I believe is Adam being a little bit overly sensitive. Tinker. And you honestly, Pat, being Pat McAfee, which is... Your professional needle pusher. Whoa! You're, you're, hey. you're a professional button pusher. That's what you do. You needle people for a living. You do it very well. It's how you've made a name for yourself. Well, I will take that as an apology. But so I do. So I didn't know that you knew he was coming on the show. To be honest, I had no idea. So I am just now learning that you knew he was coming on the show. Whenever that thing blows up like it does, and I, I, I mean, I saw the reaction that I got on the Twitter. By the way, by humans was next level through the entire thing and to be honest i was shook by it because that is not what my show is i think i think you know that i'm a button pusher but and normally it's like ingest and fun let's have a good time here let's try to you know try to make people as relatable relatable as possible i think a lot of people were very confused about how up like how i mean he fucking flipped out i mean that was just next level is there did you have a conversation with him immediately afterwards or how did how is that gone because he has gone out this morning and put out an apology we saw that about an mm -hmm. hour ago yeah. did, have you talked to him since then and how does this I, all we, we we spoke I, I didn't ask him to put out an apology i didn't ask him to do anything i felt like to me this was him having him being on your show he asked me to, if it was cool i said yes he did the show um He's a grown man responsible for his own actions in a way and, and, and how he responded to it. But I, but I think, Pat, I'm sure you've been in situations before where somebody, um, you're already on, on edge going into something. And I think that knowing your relationship in the past, Adam came on the show. Look, Pat, I, and I'll be honest with you. You, you know, when, when you come in our world from the outside, people are leery from the outside, media people, everything else, and you've done stuff on our show and people have had fun with it, um, and, and you like to have fun, but in, to some of those talent, you're picking fun at something you're not really a part of, and you're um, attacking people that they see you as a guy that, and you said it on your own show, um, Bought a ring one time, trained with Rip Rogers for a few days because he needed the money, and then Whoa. interacts <laughs> interacts with them sometimes like, um, you know, he's one of them. And I think they're hypersensitive to it. And I think it's been a while because of everything that's going on in the world. It's been a while since you've been around in a bigger way. So I think those things stew in people's mind. Adam comes on the show thinking, this will be cool. Pat and I, it, we'll get along great. And then... You do what you do, which I agree is probably in jest and probably at any other time he would have taken it in that manner. And it just struck him wrong. And he's 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 a human being. He's a man. He had a bad day. Right. And and it struck him wrong. And and he snapped. And But I also think, too, there were moments in there. And this is me talking to you, man to man. I think there were moments in there where he started to clearly get agitated and you kept your foot on the gas. I mean, maybe there was, I watched it back. I watched it back. I watched it. I feel like I'm talking to my kids right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know you were irritating your sister and you know, she was about to snap and they're like, no, I wasn't. I did. Obviously I had to watch it back. Now I didn't just watch the two minutes that was clipped for social media. I watched the entire interview back and there was obviously some times where, you know, I felt like he, I mean, if I watch it back and I'm watching me, Right. And I'm seeing my demeanor. There was obviously a lot more, I think, of me poking the bear than I originally thought as soon as it ended. Right. It, it, there was a lot of that. But still because it was you because you were having fun and it was yes. in jest. And I get that. Look, it, 
I, I, I am the same way with people, right? And, and you do it because you like them and you do it because they react. And the more they react, the more fun it becomes. And when you're needle pushing somebody or you're, you're button pushing somebody like that, it, it's, right. it's very right. easy on, for it to go. Don't make excuses. If this guy, if this isn't a work, just don't make excuses for the shit. It was, it wasn't good. What's up, Ashley? How you doing? It wasn't, hello, hello. It wasn't cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, what they had watching the whole thing through. There were noticeable times where Cole got agitated and he just kept going. And sad part about it, I know I've seen many a times in my own personal life. Some people will, some people are literally dim-witted enough to where they won't even notice it. And they'll just keep going and keep going and keep going. And then the second you snap, it's, oh, God, what I do? Yeah, tell me about it. And that's not yeah. good. That's not good at all. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how to take this entire thing. You know, it's a wrestlers have been known to do that, though, especially when they're when they're being ribbed like that. And if what Triple H is saying yeah. is, is the same, you know, where the guy was being visibly agitated then this guy knows, you know, well, yeah, I don't believe if, I'm not if, buying if you ever get a chance, I think it's like 14 minutes or so. Yeah, you'll well, see there's numerous times where, like you mentioned, the Rip Rogers thing. He said that and you could see Cole take that Cole take offense with that. Yeah, well, and I, this was like early in the interview when he just kept going. Yeah, I shared on social media and in the chat room the whole thing, so you guys can go check it out. But yeah, and then I, I'm supposed to believe that this guy who's a professional that has his own show, oh, I'd, I had to watch it back in order to notice that I that I was agitating him. Get out of here. Come on. You know when you're agitating somebody. Huh? People are pretty stupid. You'd be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. We're going to have to see. The verdict's not in yet. We'll see if there's a shitty match okay. at SummerSlam. That's how we'll know for sure. I tell you right now, if I don't see a match at SummerSlam, we just know he's stupid. All right, fair enough. But Mark Henry actually on Busted Open Radio chimed in a little bit about this. Yeah, he is a jockey, right? Stasis. Mark Henry chimed in a little bit about this, and this is what he had to say. I'm going to link you guys to it in the chat room. You called Dusty Rose fat. He would assassinate your career. You couldn't work at a bingo hall in Poughkeepsie when he got through browbeating you. Pat McAfee has those kind of abilities. He'll do it sleight of tongue, if you will. He's slick. You can't just go on with somebody that can really go verbally and not expect for what happened to happen. Pat started pushing his buttons then. Adam Cole was the heel because he started it. And I love Adam Cole. He was the one that said, of all people to try to poke at somebody, you were a punter. He was the one that stabbed first. So he's the heel. Do you think that there's any chance... That Pat McAfee and Adam Cole maybe went into business for themselves? Or do you think Adam Cole got pissed off, threw down the microphone, and wanted to punch Pat McAfee in the face? Usually the best things come from reality. And I think if it's not, it will be. It should be. But I don't think it is. This is not a work. This is real shit that's going to have to be turned into business. Because it's too good not to. Here we are with all the stuff that happened for a week in pro wrestling. And we're talking about a verbal disagreement on a show. It was real. And that's why we're talking about it. I think he caught Adam Cole on the right day and pushed enough of the right buttons to get the desired response. If you're a WWE superstar 
as you are, as I was, is that behavior that is acceptable by the WWE? No, he's going to be reprimanded. And then the WWE could turn around and go, you know something, Pat? We've been really good to you. We've allowed you to announce on our shows. We have a great relationship with you. Things have always been wonderful. You're not a part of our world, but we have welcomed you into our world. Why did you even feel the need to throw any digs at Adam Cole? There's a lot of different ways to look at this. Yeah, we've been good to you. Why would you do that to us? Yeah, you know Adam Cole is a big part of the NXT roster. You know that people bust his chops for his size. Why would you do that? Very true. Uh, Shane was saying that he, he likes to know he's wearing a mask for the work. He's just joking. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, the Pat McAfee's people normally wear a mask? I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. But no, Mark, it doesn't need to happen. I don't need McAfee at SummerSlam. <laughs> I don't want it. It's bad enough we had Gronk at Mania. Don't you put that in, don't put that in the evil Ricky Bobby. Yeah, we definitely don't. So, I mean, everything's bad enough, though, right? Why not just throw everything to hell? Yeah, I mean, hey, give me a reason to tap out. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, dude. So your your overall thoughts here? You're, you're thinking that this you're going the, the same route as uh, Mark Henry not a work? But yeah, I I don't I don't think it was a work, but it definitely does not need it to be turned into a work. I do not need them to turn this into bad business. Like no, Adam Cole, we have, we have a guy who won every championship in NXT. How does he go from that to Pat McAfee? <laughs> oh God! Like what? Yeah, tell me about it. Tell me about it, man. That that's the that's the thing that I think keeps me from believing it's a work. Like. This is the guy who showed up after getting destroyed in an Extreme Rules match with Alistair Black on the Royal Rumble. He's the only NXT champion that's ever defended the title of Survivor Series. I'm supposed to believe this company's sending him from that to Pat McAfee? <laughs> yeah, when you put it that way, you have a point. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> All right, well, bad business is WWE business now, Stasis says. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably right about that. Can I play what? You're talking about the full interview. Oh, God, no. Yeah. He ain't got 14 minutes to burn, man. Are you asking if I could play their interview? No, 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 no. There's too uh, much going <laughs> on right now. I don't know if that's what he was asking for, though. But that's like a 14-minute segment. Okay. Take over 30. Adam Cole. Willie, I swear to God, see, you doing shit like this is why Bo Dallas ain't winning no championships, all right? <laughs> oh, boy. The fight part. What do you mean by the fight part? Oh, we're talking about like when McAfee took the jab, took that last jab, and Cole snapped. Like, yeah, dude, you missed it. We played just a little while ago. Yeah, we just played the whole thing. Yeah. We played the part where he gets up and he knocks everything over, and uh, you know, that whole yeah. stuff. No, that was just on screen. And he chest clapped that one guy, and then he was sitting there scared and shit. <laughs> chest clapped. That was a hard ass push. That was like a chest clap. That motherfucker said, "He said, don't <laughs> touch me." I thought somebody got hit. I was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, that was rough. All right, well, we're going to keep you guys updated on where that goes. Hopefully nowhere. Right. That's my wish. It's everybody's wish. Mm -hmm. So there was a bit of news for a lot of you old school guys out there. There was a bit of news that happened over the weekend that I found to be pretty interesting. I'm going to play the trailer here first. Though, unfortunately, you guys on iTunes, you're just going to have audio and you're not going to know what it is. But then we're going to talk about it afterwards because I think that this is a pretty big deal, what we got going on.
they're coming back. Yeah, for anyone that doesn't know what that is, G4. That was a trailer for the fact that they are returning. God, the memories of G4, dude. Oh, my God. I remember back when they were originally tech TV. Dude, I used to have a television dedicated to just keeping that running all the time so that if I was gaming or doing something else, it was there. I was a big attack of the show fan. I was a huge X-Play fan. My first follower when I made my Twitter back in 2008 is Kevin Pereira and a lot of the X-Play guys. So for me, I think that's great. Like I'm like, I know for the rest of you guys that have been longtime fans, this is a huge deal. And I I don't know. That's a massive return. I don't know who's coming back, but a lot of the original hosts like, like KP and Olivia Mon and people have been tweeting about it. So that is early. It's kind of funny to to see G4 coming back because recently, I don't know where, I can't even remember where I discovered it. I found like old uh, X play episodes. I think somewhere on my like list, there's like a compilation of like all the like horror themed ones. It's like two and a half hours, but like, oh my god, stuff like X play. Uh, I don't know if you remember Cinematech. Of course, I remember Cinematech. It was that show. It was the one where they would always uh, run like trailers for different games. Some yeah. would have like gameplay, and then they had uh, Cinematech Nocturnal Emissions, where essentially it was a. Uh, it was the the stranger Japanese stuff that you normally didn't see during the day. Yeah, I watched like I yeah. watched anything that was programming on Tech TV and G Four. There's not a oh, single G- thing. Oh, G- G- and X Play were my go tos. Yeah, like I was so it's gonna be cool to be able to talk about them again. You know, like after all this time, like we're gonna have some other stuff because let's face it, wrestling's getting stale. So <laughs> the timing yeah. couldn't have been perfect. Couldn't have been more perfect for them. Yeah, exactly. And you might be asking yourself, how is this related to wrestling? Well. If the rumors are correct, which all sources and hints are leading to it, it almost sounds like one of the new hosts might be Austin Creed. Yeah, I've heard this. This could um, be the potential. Could be one. Of, no, we don't know what show, but yeah. oh, my God. So I'm so excited. Yeah. Holy shit. My childhood is coming rushing back. I mean, our childhood has been coming rushing back for the past few years. Almost everything. Everything that was cool, is, is nothing new that's been cool has been created in like a decade, if not longer. And everything's just from our childhood at this point. And that's oh, not even our childhood. Childhood. Like I was an adult during, well, I guess during tech TV, I'd be a teen, but I was definitely an adult during the G4. Yeah, yeah I, I was a kid during old days for sure. Like, yeah. So, yeah. My I, favorite I, thing used to be like the episode to cheat where it would be focused all around one game. Cheat's the reason I beat Halo 3. Like <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> if it wasn't for if it wasn't for freaking uh Kristen Holt, I would have never finished that fucking game. <laughs> yeah, man, those those were good times. <laughs> I'm so excited. Those oh were great god! Times. But yeah, apparently Woods it was trending on Twitter over the weekend because he's been rallying to become a host for G4, which uh, yeah, I think he'd be a perfect fit. I'm hearing rumors that even up, up, down, down itself could be programming that will wind up on the g4 network could you imagine how huge that would be for him something that just started as like a youtube channel he used to do for fun with the boys turns into programming on one of the best old channels that used to be around yeah and i mean to be honest the timing will be good i get the impression and i've gotten it for a couple of weeks i didn't want to bring it up on here until anything substantial confirmed it but i've been getting the impression that wwe wants to give biggie a singles run and they want to break up new day anyway so 
it, the writing might already be on the wall, man. We're going to get into it later, but Kofi's out now, too. So, yeah, I know Big E wants to do it without breaking the new day up. So. Yeah, he did. Which, which is possible. Like, yeah, but whether or not they're going to that's going to happen is yet to be determined. You know how WWE loves messing with everything. Yeah. So, I think he would be one of the better people to have on there. Oh, he'd be fantastic. Yeah, like I think that that's definitely somebody who uh, would contribute to the channel because I don't know if they're going to be able to get everybody back. Yeah, that's good because there's a lot of them I haven't. <laughs> uh, fucking Willie. The only thing that isn't coming what? back from my youth is a quality episode of Raw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Willie, what? That, was, that was depressing, Willie. That was fucking depressing. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people have been have been down for that. And uh, Kenny Omega said that he would support him. If he uh, and he would vote for him, if he can arrange for him to be a special guest on it down the road, he said, promise to bring me on as a guest sometime. And sure, I'll vote for you. That would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. There's so much potential now. Like, yeah, I, I'm going to. I mean, hey, we we, 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 we could get freaking Miro on there. Freaking Rusev. We can... Yeah, I'm going to need a new TV to dedicate to it. <laughs> I wonder what the format's going to be, though, because the world has changed so much since G4. You know what I mean? Like. You gotta, as much as I love the channel and the personalities, you gotta have some incentive where now all of that information, at the time, there wasn't as many outlets for people to get their news from. For you to get your E3 news, your game trailers, your interviews with developers, all of that stuff, you needed to go through G4. There was no question about it. I mean, sure, there were websites and stuff, but no one had the round the clock coverage that G4 does. And that changed. So I'm just, It'll be interesting to see how they change. They can't be the same old, you know, like they have to sort of adapt. You've already seen what happens to people who do the same shit now that they were doing five, six years ago, you know, so. Yep, they get caught in the crosshairs, but that's really. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't stop myself. Every time I feel like it's going to be really hard for me to resist that shit, so I'm trying to behave, damn it. (laughs) The 24 hour block. Is there a 24 hour block of it on YouTube? Are you shitting me? Where is this, Shane? <laughs> Remember when Holy we played the, the Red Ring of Death metal song on here once? It was the Red Ring of Death. Oh. Council's hotter than a dragon's breath. That was a great video. Yeah, days, <laughs> <laughs> days I don't miss. Red Ring of Death. Oh, man. Those were good times. I also like the other one that Kevin Pereira did. He did a, um, back when him and Susan Sarandon had like a thing. They would like flirt back and forth. I don't know if there's anywhere you can find it nowadays, but uh, she's a ping probably pong. YouTube. Yeah, she's a known ping pong player, and uh, and one of her messages to him when he showed her on Attack of the Show, she was like, "How's your ping pong?" And he was like, "How's my ping pong?" And like he went into this whole bit where like uh, he's suddenly wearing like these shorts and this outfit, and he and and like he has music and the music's going, "My ping pong is stronger." Oh my and, god! And like he's somehow ping ponging three paddles. <laughs> with, even though he has one, it was like the most ridiculous thing i would love for it to, to be uploaded somewhere or for us to even be able to play it but uh oh it was such a funny video man i don't think you can find that on uh youtube i'm looking at it right now and there's some stuff you can't find but there's some stuff is really hard but oh my god that's gonna be fun. i do hope yeah i definitely hope some of the old shows come back yeah they used to genuinely make I, me laugh because i want i want to see like Especially for me, especially cheat, because it wouldn't be as much about the cheat codes. It'd be more about like walkthroughs and strategies now. Oh, I think I found it. <laughs> Don, I might have found this fucking thing. 
Oh god. I don't want to get too excited until I know for sure. Ain't nothing like that whisper of excitement, like, oh fuck, I think we got it. <laughs> I think we got it. That's how you know <laughs> shit got real. <laughs> Give me a minute. That would be so dope if we have that here. <laughs> Hopefully it ages as well for everyone else. You know, if they didn't if they weren't following the the bit between him and Susan, they probably wouldn't get it. But uh otherwise, yeah, don't worry, I'm trying to pull it up now. Just bear with me. Bear with me, guys. I'm trying here. So what happens when you do it live? And with thought. <laughs> with thought, right? God, you're gonna anyway. This is all I can do to contain myself right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. This is it. Oh, this, God. Is it. <laughs> this is the stuff that made me like G4. Aside from the game coverage, funny moments like this. He emails me and says, Let's take things slow. How about uh-huh. a drum lesson? Yeah. So we're caddy back and forth. I'm like, hey, how about some Xbox and whiskey? This is like a week ago. She fires back, Kevin, how's your ping pong? Oh, my God. Wait, can I just, say, my- can I just say that Kevin Kevin waited for three days like this. Bated she breath. She emailed Bated me. Breath. She emailed me. Held, this, held, held this, the cell phone up and ran to announce that she emailed me back. And let me speak frankly, if I may. Susan, can I, can I call you Susan? Listen, uh, I know that uh, things... Things that come between us, uh, they, get, they get complicated, you know, and it's tough because you're not really, I mean, you're not liberal enough for me. Uh, and also Tim Robbins. Um, but you asked me about my ping pong, Susan, and that, well, that changes everything, doesn't it? Because <laughs> my ping pong is strong. My ping pong can erase barriers. Toppling the walls and stand between our love because my ping pong is strong. Oh my god. My ping pong is so confident it doesn't even care that it's just because my ping pong is strong. My ping pong is so strong. How strong is your ping pong, Kevin? Maybe you know. His ping pong is strong. Yeah, right, it is. My ping pong is so considerate, it would gladly go out of bounds just to open a door for you, Susan. Because my ping pong is strong. It's ping pong. My ping pong is strong like Janet from the Rocky Horror Picture Show when she resisted the temptations of Dr. Frank and Furter. Yet my ping pong is so gentle that butterflies can sleep on it while I am playing. Because my ping pong is strong. All around the world, a strong My ping pong is strong. Yes, I already wrote it down. How strong is your ping pong? Oh, just put his ping pong is strong. That's about to oh, that was old, dude. That was always one of my favorite bits when that happened. I lost it when I first saw that. My ping pong is strong. Yo, I swear, I think one of my favorite ones, it came from X Play Rock. Remember Bob and Steve? Oh, I remember Bob and Steve, yeah. Oh, my God. Yo, Bob and Steve was awesome. Oh, man. We can play X Play clips on here all night if we're not careful. Maybe we should do a some sort of an i don't even know we'd be allowed to do an, an episode with all this stuff yeah they were like the uh yeah i remember those two guys they were like the uh 
army of two dudes almost like a comedic duel. Yeah, like it, it, was, it was um from Splinter Cell, Pandora, Tomorrow. Right, 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 right. I remember those. <laughs> oh God, oh, Almighty! Oh, so many memories. I, I, for one, am excited in regards to having that station back. They were wonderful, and uh, they were a huge influence. I would like to say probably one of the largest influences of myself as a content creator. Looking back, it was my first. It was what gave me the incentive to make a Twitter account and start doing stuff. You know? Yeah. So. There's like a I lot said, of big games out there that I would have probably never played if it wasn't for those guys. Like, I mean, I mentioned Halo 3, uh, one of my favorites from the original Xbox that has made me almost contemplate getting an original Xbox just to play it again, but it actually is backwards compatible, uh, Jade Empire. Really? Jade Empire? I used to have that game. It was, you know yeah, what? It was, it I've was multiple times. Polarizing game, very polarizing. The trailer, you remember the trailer to Jade Empire? That trailer got everybody hyped. Because it, yeah. it was it was one of the first trailers that was that cinematic while showing gameplay, you know. And I oh, remember yeah. that's what made me get it at launch. You know, yeah, that I, game was that that game was so good. That was the first game I ever played that had multiple endings as well. Yes, yes, it did. Like, and literally, it's the, I remember depending it. on what you did, I remember there was one particular ending. I only ever got it once, and I couldn't figure out how to get it again. Yeah, it was a remember it's Bioware. They're the guys that do Knights yeah. of the Old Republic and Mass Effect and all that kind of stuff, Dragon Age. So you're always going to have uh something there. You know, you're always gonna have like some sort of choices and multiple endings and stuff like that there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let me see if this is the trailer that I saw of it. Because I remember when I first saw that, it was like, Yep, I don't normally buy things based on trailers, but this looks cool as shit. <laughs> the game was such a banger too, like From birth, an emperor who became a tyrant, an exile who led a revolution on a quest for vengeance. stream i mean how we did a spongebob stream right all i'm saying is and i'll say this straight up if enough people want it i'll get the game and we can stream it it's in it, it's backwards compatible like is it yeah i was thinking of doing psychonauts because by the way they announced psychonauts 2 which looked fantastic yeah. i marked out throughout the whole psychonauts oh, 2 trailer dude. the first time that i saw it because psychonauts was another years. one that showed up on sheet like yeah, so Psychonauts 2 coming out, and I know part 1 is available. I'm thinking of going and getting that. It's probably only 10 bucks at this point anyway, just doing a stream of that, because that game brings back so many cool memories, just the way that it was, being able to enter people's minds and shit. That was the whole theme of it. They were Psychonauts, yeah. literally. They would enter into your subconscious, and that's where the, the stages would be. Like, they'd go into people's minds to help them and fix them and all kinds of stuff. 
And uh, the take that I saw on it with Jack Black and everything, it's perfect. It still felt like <laughs> Psychonauts, but in such a brilliant way. Oh, yeah. Like, I was really feeling I don't know how, how many of you guys are even old enough. There's my age show in there, but I don't know how many of you guys are old enough to remember Psychonauts. But, uh, no, nah, I wasn't on gold last year for free. I've never missed a gold game in my life. And, uh, maybe it was on sale or markdown or something, but that definitely never went gold. I would have jumped at that shit. I've been waiting. As a matter of fact, when last E3, I thought that when they announced it, that one of the bonuses was going to be that they were going to drop it for free. And I waited and they never did. So. Yeah. I mean, I definitely would be down to pick up Kate Empire, stream that. We also do, could do Psychonauts. Those are two incredible games. And they're pretty lengthy, too, so you can get a lot of mileage out of them. Yeah, yeah, you definitely can. Yeah. If you, if if you, you guys have, want it, say the word. Reach out to us. You know, let us know. If you haven't played Psychonauts, you owe yourself. You owe it to yourself yeah. to uh, treat yourself. Yeah, there were a lot of stuff announced. I know there was some polarizing stuff with the uh, the Xbox showcase, which we'll talk about at some other point with when they revealed Halo Infinite. Uh, it's not complete yet. Everybody's already flipping out about the graphics and everything. Don't yeah, like the game's not finished, guys. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, just chill out. Let them finish it. Halo games have never really been bad. I mean, they they've yeah. not been as good since three. I would definitely say that. Like three was the the, the end of that trilogy and the that that whole game, like the whole way everything came full circle, was a really well told story. If you play Halo one, two, and three, just the story of the Master Chief and how it connects to the Arbiter and everything, it's one of the cooler things that I've seen. But uh, yeah, this one, definitely. you know, we got to see what happens. We got to see. They they never said what happened with Cortana, whether you're going to kill this bitch or what she did at the end of the last one or whatever. <laughs> um, I found the Psychonauts 2 trailer. I want to run this so you guys can see it. I thought this was really cool. Hmm. Little Double Fine. Probably been a long time since you got a visitor. Actually, they don't, have you... the, they don't have the Jack Black one? Oh. Yeah, I want the Jack Black trailer. Fuck that. That was the one that was great. <laughs> I didn't even know there was one without him, honestly. Give me a second. Give <laughs> right. me a sec. We'll get the Jack Black one, I promise. Oh, that carry-on game? Yeah, I saw it on Game Pass. I wasn't sure how it was. Seb wanted to play it. Anyone who doesn't know, Seb is uh, one of our guys that comes on here with us sometimes from Zen and CL. And uh, he, he joins us for the gaming streams. He doesn't really do the wrestling yeah. anymore. But yeah, Seb wanted to do that. I just told him. And he doesn't even like horror games. I was like, really? You want to do some shit that... But it's like it, it's like an anti-horror game, I guess. You know? All right. This time we got it. <laughs> Say hi to Peter. He's on the line. What? Here. Peter? Peter, he's been sitting there the whole time? Hey, who wrote the song? Uh, Peter. Oh, Peter. Fantastic work. Love the song. Very much. It's going to be fun to sing it. Now it's time to, to rock. Shall we start rocking? Probably been a long time since you got a visitor. I hope you don't mind poppins.
Where are we? Shh. Oh, the things are quiet, nice. Lost, alone. Neither skin nor bone. Just a thought is all I've got. Now my cover's blown. At the bottom of a lake of frozen feeling. When my friends pulled me back up, I started. Love the visuals, right? Looks so good. Looks like they still got their poles and platforming in place. I can see each molecule through my cosmic eye. Senses are the magic key. They fill the holes I've Unlocking all my memories Which The feel mobile, I love it <laughs> Never If anybody's interested in the Psychonauts 1 restream, which I'll probably do anyway, let me know. We'll schedule it or something. But yeah, maybe, I mean, we're almost done. We're going to probably free up something on the Sunday block soon. Maybe we'll rotate that in there. I don't know yet. Yeah. We'll have to see. We'll definitely have to see on that one. But yeah, I'm really excited about that. I'm also still excited about the Halo. Fable, as a Willie V2 mentioned, you know, Peter Molyneux, that's where, that's the game that uh, we really, truly learned how fucking crazy that guy is. Because so far he's, <laughs> he's made three of them and not one of them has been what he said it was going to be. So I'm a little bit skeptical about that. I'm still waiting for that tree. We've spoken about that years ago on this. Still waiting on that tree, Peter. Then he said there was going to be a tree that over time, like you'll see it grow fruit and all this other shit will happen. It was like you'll plant a seed in an area. And when you come back months later, it'll have grown into this and that. And like none of it happened. Where's my tree, Pete? Where's my tree? <laughs> I think he went on to go to EA, right? He got the fuck out of there. He left Microsoft Game Studios and he went to EA Sports. <laughs> so, <laughs> Run me my tree, Peter. <laughs> so who's, who's running Fable now? I could be wrong, but I feel like I, I like he left and went to EA. Someone can look that up, let me know. But I, that's, that was my last recollection of where the guy wound up. <sighs> but yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about the game stuff as it happens. Again, I know we're considered more of a wrestling community than anything else, but keep in mind we have maybe two days a week if there's a pay-per-view, Sundays and Mondays, and most weeks just Mondays, where it's like we're streaming games on these channels throughout the other days. So we got to start trying to uh, grow that aspect of our community as well. So in other news, we're going to update you guys on a story from last week involving AJ Styles uh, and his saltiness for Paul Heyman. 
As you guys know, AJ Styles was a fellow Mixer streamer, much like Talk Brunch. And I was wondering what was going to happen to him. Because uh, obviously Mixer is now gone. Rest in peace. This is officially our first show without having our original, well, not our original, but our main platform. Now we have spread our wings out further. Uh, he went back to Twitch and he did his regular stream. And on that stream, he got to discuss what his issues were with Paul Heyman. I haven't seen this yet. I haven't seen any of this yet. There's no time to be pre-watching this shit. But let's see what AJ has to say in regards to the Heyman situation. The reason why I went to SmackDown is because I couldn't stand looking at him. I, I, I just can't stand a liar. I mean, there's no. I'm a grown man. Don't do. You're a grown man. Why, why, why lie? You didn't even have to say anything. You know. So I just couldn't stand to look at him, and I was just like, well, you know. If and when the opportunity, you know, if SmackDown's uh, available, I, can, I, I can't be around Paul Heyman. I just can't stand him. But if there's ever an opportunity, uh, I, I don't mind coming over. That'd be great. Uh, I don't want to do anything now because my son, if he plays football on Friday nights, I want to be there. Well, uh, I talked to a lot of guys about this situation. And you... Robot, thank you for the gifted sub. You, would, you wouldn't believe how many people that I worked with despised this guy because of his lies. And he'd find ways to try to throw him under the bus when he screwed up. He would try to throw them under the bus so they'd get in trouble. You know, I heard this from several, several different people. Like, I, I, it was it was kind of almost kind of hard to find someone who liked him. And I didn't know this. I just assumed everybody liked him. And I was the only one. But I, I think the reason why... I, Vince is a very smart man, and he can see through a lot of crap. And I, I think he finally saw what everybody already knew and said, you know what, man, you, you've, you've done some great things in the past, but you're just not well-liked here. Maybe hit the bricks, and you just, you just you'll, we'll let you be the advocate for uh, Brock Lesnar. You, you do it well. We can't deny that, right? He's, he's good at that. But I think that's as far as it needs to go. And and uh, the only one person you can blame for this is himself. Just don't lie to people, man. It's, it's, I know he, he probably this is the business that he, I don't want to say grew up in, but like found a way to be successful in, probably by lying. I'm not the first one guy to say this, as I found out. So anyway, it, it was a it was a lot of trash, and I wanted to clear that those things up. I mean, it's funny that AJ would have to even say I'm not the first person to say this, like. I've been hearing this about Paul Heyman since before there was an AJ Styles. You know, <laughs> exactly. it's like he shouldn't feel awkward about saying it. Like, you know, I don't think I'm the first to say this. Nah, bro, you really are not. Well, like there, there are stories. I'm surprised it's not like a book. I'm surprised it's not like a movie. Like, catch me if you can about this guy. Like, there are fucking <laughs> stories about this guy and his level of dishonesty and writing bad checks and doing crazy shit and finding loopholes around making money and spending money that you wouldn't even believe. You would think people are making it up if you went into him. Like, to me, and I guess that's the bad thing about us old school wrestling fans. I'm so desensitized to the kind of shit that Paulie does that I, I didn't even, I didn't even think twice about it when I heard it. You know, it was like, <laughs> like AJ's acting like it's this awful thing. I'm like, man, you, man, you heard easy. what Paulie did awful. That's just him. Now? That's just a regular day for him compared to some of the shit that's gone down in the past. I feel bad for AJ though. I get it. He has I swear to God, to, I swear to God to this day, one of my favorite New Jack shoots is when he talked about how, I guess they were supposed to be doing a pay, they were supposed to be doing a pay per view or something. And Paulie, Paulie went to go do that movie Rollerball. And it was like, a movie? 
Yeah, this guy. He's left people at the airport when they were supposed to be getting tickets. Does you, Paul Heyman, it's, he's always been a bit underhanded. So I guess, unfortunately, AJ Styles got that experience post ECW. So, you know. His old guys back at ECW were like, oh, he got you too? Yeah, he got you. He got you, homie. <laughs> you know, but it happens. Like, Paul, that's the reason why I think Vince doesn't like him, honestly. I'm not saying that Vince is an angel or the WWE is perfect, but I think that his dishonest ways and the the ways in which he goes about doing things business wise rub Vince the wrong way. Because yeah. Vince, Vince, you know, say what you want about the company, they they're he's a businessman. Vince does things by the books. He tries to be as businessy as possible, and then you got this guy doing sneaky shit to make money. You know, it just doesn't. Without knowing their personality, he just doesn't strike me as the kind of person that Vince would like. It's a miracle that they've done as much for ECW over the years that they have, and they've done as much business together, because uh, I don't even know. I don't know who pushes for him in that company. But you, you've heard it from AJ. You've heard it from multiple people. Yeah, good old New Jack, right? That liar pussy. And you know what the bad part about it is? That was Shane being tamed for that one. Yeah, And Sabu even talked about how he had to pay a lot of the ECW locker room out of his own money. Like they would, the, the pay time would come and Paul wouldn't have any money and he'd leave. He'd go out the back door parking line, he'd get in his car and be gone. And like Sabu would like pay the wrestlers with his cash. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So like when I hear AJ and he's like, can you believe that he did this? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Totally, I can't believe dude. he didn't do worse. I, I believe it 100%. You don't have to confirm shit. I don't need no proof. I don't need no text messages, screenshots or nothing. That's all he, that's need, all he did this time? Shit. I don't need no movement. You're credible. Trust me. You are credible, my friend. Oh, man. And even if you weren't, I still believe you. Yeah. It sucks that that happened, though, because I know he really liked being with those guys. He liked the whole Carl Anderson yeah. Gallows thing, you know. And But at the end of the day, Vince could have stopped it if he really wanted to. I said that last week, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it. Again, we have some stuff to talk about tonight. A few things to get into. Oh, yeah. A few buttons to push. A few cartridges to blow into. A few cartridges to blow into. A few CDs to wipe down. A few targets to kind of... A few hard drives to defrag. How long am I going to keep going, right? A few red rings (laughs) to trash. I don't know why I did it. Just to piss people (laughs) off, though. Let's be real. Sometimes they make it easy. All He's right. trolling his own content. All right. Next story. I promise. All right. Lana. Lana and Miro, a.k.a. Rusev, apparently have a new leg cream commercial. The fuck? I don't know. Is it a parody? <laughs> it has to be a parody, right? <laughs> I just, wait a minute. I know. I, I didn't know either. I didn't know thing. what was happening either. <laughs> oh, God. I don't, I don't know. I don't know either, man. Oh my god! Okay, all right. Let's try it right. before we before we judge. Have you it. ever? Okay, here we go. Ah, oh, it's already starting like a commercial, isn't it? <laughs> Have you ever had a problem with your legs lacking luster? I've got the solutions for you. How? What the hell? How? <laughs> How? Whoa, Miro's leg cream. It's Caffeinated. What? Go to the startup point. So, what do you think? I think we have something special here. This cream is your dream. <laughs> I'm not writing that down.
serious right now? <laughs> What the fuck? I don't know what that was, man. You know the bad part about is in my head, Andrew Wars. In my head, Lara jumped on the table. Pow! I'm not sure what just happened there. What the fuck is going on? Yo, <laughs> quarantine is dangerous for some people, alright? You, can't, you hey. can't just have people cooped up in the house for two weeks. Hey, look at the right side. Like this, this. Is, this is the longest episode we have without without having the topic, having to cover. <laughs> Like either thing, any any kind of riot or, or quarantine. Oh so, so I'm happy. I don't know what I need to find out what that was now though. Like was it legit just that? It was just a bit that was not attached to any anything. You know, like they just, you, know, like, you, you know what's kind of funny is I uh because I cause I found him on Twitch and I follow him now. Oh yeah, I'm so tempted. The next time I see him jump on, I'm just the first thing I say. Uh, so that leg cream though. Yeah, what was that? I I don't, I don't know what the fuck that even was. I just uh, leg cream. Like what? All right. Well, next we got what is this? Our Truth apparently had a funny TikTok video. Oh God, I'm not even surprised the fucking Truth is on TikTok. I'm not shocked. We're gonna have to get out of the fun stuff in a few minutes. But what is this? There's some kid on the screen. Let me bring it up on the Tron for you guys. What? Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> is this? <laughs> oh, let's do that one more time. It's short enough to run it again, right? Do you handle? Do you want? Did you put this on my balls? Oh, skit, skit, mama, talk about skit, 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 skit. That motherfucker is singing Ying Yang Twins. Wow. No, <laughs> I like how <laughs> I like how it was so surprising to us. <laughs> I like that how he was so surprised that he had to look around his own house. That motherfucker <laughs> sang to the window, to the wall. Like, look how he looks around. Like, am I me? You can see the moment he realizes, like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> oh, man, I wish that would continue. <laughs> How did this what even come it? to be? How did you wind up in a TikTok I, with this guy? I, I, what is I, happening I, here? You know what the bad part about it is? is I saw the fucking, uh, what's up, Paul, over at Periscope. I saw the freaking screenshot of this, and I never clicked on the video, and something told me. <laughs> I'm kind of glad I did that. Oh, my God. Yo, me and him realized what he was singing at the exact same time. The look on his face, though. Like, I was just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where are your parents, why does, kid? Why does this child know this song? Like it's, it's like the, it's like the blackest song in all of humanity. Why does a child know this song? Because black songs matter, yo. Oh, fuck, you son of a bitch. I can't believe you just fuck. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god, that is fucked. And I'm so mad it took me two times here to understand what he was singing. That is fucked up. Too much on social media oh. for you, for you iTunes, iHeartRadio people. Because they're like, we oh get to see god. what happened. It's the whitest child known of humanity and just talk about some all skeet skeet monthly. Right. 
<laughs> what? Okay. So Matt Hardy apparently is considering, from what we're hearing here, dropping the uh, broken, woken gimmick entirely. Which is funny, because if you recall a couple of weeks ago, I even mentioned on here that I think he's so good uh, at what he does that he doesn't even need that. Like, it's cool. I like it. I think the whole thing's great. Yeah. With Senior Benjamin and the estate and all, all the different gimmicks and stuff. But when he started going to AEW and turning into a, just a regular Matt, it just reminded me how good that character was. You know, like, remember when he did that thing where he yeah. was like one and then he turned into the other one and continued the promo? Like, seeing that just reminded me like, oh, yeah, this guy, this, this he was really good at this. Like, you don't, you, he didn't need, it's like he got it, he got himself more over with the other thing. But really, he's, he's all right as just regular Matt Hardy. You know, it doesn't hurt him. Yeah. It, he does as fun as a broken gimmick is if it ever disappeared it wouldn't hurt anything it was it was uh i guess nostalgic in a sense in a very positive sense to see him back as his regular gimmick yeah agreed so, you know but uh he actually dropped a video about that too see we're doing a lot more videos today than usual at least for the time being i want to see exactly what his plan is when i first made the decision to come to all elite wrestling I was excited, and I thought the sky's the limit here, no doubt. What I expected when I first debuted as Broken Matt Hardy at AEW Wrestling is every single night, every single Wednesday at Dynamite, a sold-out arena across America. I thought there'd be thousands of people screaming at the top of their lungs, delete, delete, delete. But that isn't what happened. What I didn't expect is that Broken Matt would debut in the first ever AEW Empty Arena event. That's where I debuted. And Broken Matt never, ever performed in front of AEW fans. And that's one of the coolest things about All Elite Wrestling is their passionate fan base. And I'm for sure, if I came in, I did Broken Matt. He's such an interactive, fan-friendly performer, character, gimmick, whatever. I was like, man, this will be a hit. This will work. This is going to be great. This is going to be my, my best and, and greatest run yet. That's not what happened. And that was frustrating. So I decided to change course, as any good professional does. So I decided to do like a holly reel. Let's do the best of Matt Hardy. Let's give you Matt Hardy's best moments, Matt Hardy's best personas. Let's wrap it all up in one and do a Matt Hardy holly reel. Kind of like the opposite of what my brother's been asked to do somewhere else. So we do the best of Matt Hardy. And I'm helping out younger talent, which is something I legitimately do in real life. On camera and off, private party. I mentor those guys. I start up a story with Sammy Guevara, but that doesn't go too far because Sammy gets suspended, and that's frustrating. But I know I'm not the only one that is frustrated today. I'm sure most of the majority of Americans are frustrated. It's a frustrating time in this country. I mean, we have so much division, so much, it's insane, it's chaos. I mean, Democrats, Republicans, there's, we're in the midst of a killer pandemic that's killed over 140,000 Americans, and both sides of the political parties are trying to weaponize it towards one another for their own gain. There's so much racial injustice, social injustice, so many problems going on, so much division. I can't stand it. It is frustrating. And I decided maybe it's time for me to do my part to try and heal some of this division, try and do what I can to put it back together, try and be a voice of reason. I've had a lot of life experiences. So maybe now it is time for me on AEW programming to just be, be real. And be someone that I have never been on television or on screen before. And that's me. Maybe it's time for me to be Matthew Hardy. Maybe it's time for me to just 
be me. I'd welcome it. He makes a good uh, makes a good argument for for reasons. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I said, I I don't think it will hurt him or anything. Oh, not at all. He's he's great, no matter what hardy he is. Mm-hmm. He absolutely is. He is rock solid as that, and I think it'll be fine. Like I said before, I think it'll be totally fine that he uh does his own thing and doesn't have that freaking yeah. uh, you know, you don't want to get too wrapped up in that kind of a gimmick. As fun as it is, like after a while, it can get stale, like everything else. Yeah. Does. Let's not forget bad. Maybe news. have it pop up once in a blue moon, but you know, yeah. People used to fandango. They used to like bad news. Barrett coming out on the podium. Shit comes and goes. You know what I mean? You don't want you don't yeah. want that thing to get stale. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it did it did its purpose, which was to basically show that he can be just as over as uh, Jeff is. Yeah, well, Jeff's over in a different way. Uh, George doesn't like uh, Matt Hardy. Mm. Oh, well, hey. That's it? Just, oh, hey? Yeah, yeah. That's about all I can give today. That's what he got for you is, oh, hey. Yeah, why so yeah. negative, George? What's wrong with Matt? He's not really boring. I don't mind. I don't mind him. Matt's the, I think JR said it the best in an interview about them one day. Like, Matt's always been the steak and Jeff was the sizzle. They did what they were kind of built to do. But the, the one thing that the broken gimmick showed was that Matt can be as entertaining, like, just for a completely different reason. But it's not to say his bro, his uh, Matt 1.0 was bad or any of the other stuff he did before that, though, you know? Yeah. It was all different ideas from him. And that's what made him fun is like it showed how versatile he can be. Yeah, exactly. So in an unfortunate bit of news, Regis Philbin has passed away. The end of an era. He was a popular ABC TV host back when I was a kid of the popular daytime talk show Regis and Kathy Lee. Eventually, him and Kathy Lee had a bit of a falling out and they replaced her with Kelly Ripper. It became Regis and Kelly. I don't want to get too much into the drama of that, but Regis wound up leaving that show. It became a completely different thing. Uh, Regis was a really big influence in the wrestling world and he participated in a lot of different events. I'm sure you guys have all seen the, the, uh, iconic clip of Andre the Giant grabbing him and, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff that he's done over time. We have a few of them here, as a matter of fact, which, uh, I'd like to show you guys. Reminisce a little bit. Reminisce a little bit about Regis here. This is him with The Undertaker. All right, here at WrestleMania 7, ladies and gentlemen, it's Superstars and Stripes Forever. Joining me now, a superstar who makes his living on the fact that nothing, absolutely nothing lasts forever. So young there, right? I'm talking, of course, about The Undertaker, along Both with his manager, so Paul young, Bear. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what do you say, guys? How about this celebration we're having? I was sure enough about to be like, who, The Undertaker? A great day to be alive, wouldn't you say? This guy must be tall. I'm 6'3". I can't get over it. Now, what, what are you doing with that measuring? Oh, come on. Now, look, there's, you don't have to take any measurements. I know we're all getting older, but, hey, you know, these guys are serious, aren't you? I think he's serious. Ah, oh, boy. Listen, we're... 27. But this is a live show. We're, we're, we're dying out here. We really should talk a little bit about, you know, your urn and who's in it and what's going on here. I played some dead rooms before. I hope yeah. Alex Trebek is going to have a better time than me. Alex, how you doing? I got to get out of here now. They're legit misery, this man, right now. Is he sizing him for a coffin? That's that's yeah. really, couldn't have been a worse <laughs> choice of a fucking clip. That's great. I didn't know what he was doing at first. Yeah, he was sizing him for a coffin. Like, motherfucker, you about to Good die tonight. God, man. Good Lord. 
Anyway. Yeah, but Jason's right. You never heard a bad thing about Regis. No, ever. He's a great guy. Great personality. It was great. You always heard better. You always heard good good and then better. That was it. Mm -hmm. I've got another one here. him and. How are you? Regis, how are you? Wonderful. How are you? Had any kids lately? Uh, The cowboy, right? Uh, Ace. Ace. Always got an ace in the hall. Now, look, how does it feel to be the biggest villain in America right now? Villain? (laughs) My mom don't think so. (laughs) I feel great. I'm in the pink. Are you kidding me, man? (laughs) How come they didn't invite you to do Saturday Night Live? Uh, They did, so I wouldn't, so they took second choice. (laughs) I said, I'll mail it in, and that's exactly what I did. (laughs) You got any surprises today for Mr. T? I know you really want Mr. T. Well, I got in the sun lamp, so you'd feel comfortable. I'll try to get as dark as I could. Yeah, just so you feel comfortable. But we didn't think we'd shade the sides of Ace's head. Now, you know what I think is going to happen here? <laughs> you're going to have to cut that out, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. No, I no, no. I, we all know you. Yeah. But now, listen, I think that the Ace has got something in here. It's a little surprise for all of us. Yeah, we'll check it out. Yeah, an arm. <laughs> Big bones. Yeah. You have pretty good spirits going into this thing. Hey? You must be pretty confident. Oh, yeah. I'm not, supposed to, I'm, not, I'm not supposed to walk into a fight with tears in my eyes, man. <laughs> yeah. But the Hulkster's angry this time. Oh, oh, oh. He's losing more hair. That makes you lose more Hello, baby. Listen, he don't like he don't like it when you make fun of his hair. Yeah, that breaks my heart. <laughs> breaks my heart. And, and Mr. T is flexing all the time. You've been making lots of money too, haven't you? Does your wife hold on to those? And you're a little on the chubby side too. Chubby, you sucker! I'll eat your lunch. Yeah. But I love you. I love you on the air. You're the greatest. There's nobody like you. You're little you're kilts and everything. That cause no, I really, you're absolutely phenomenal. How come you? How come you're so jumpy? I'm a little jumpy around you. You're not afraid of me, are you? You should be. Yeah. Yeah, I like when you get angry with him standing behind me. Oh, yeah. What happened? Yeah. He's got a little shiner here. That's a head. Quite as much as I do, you get her one. <laughs> oh, look at that! The tracking. Oh, you ever think you would see something where the tracking gets fucked up? Yeah. Yeah, I like when you get angry with him standing behind me. What happened? He's got a little shiner here. That's a head. Quite as much as I do, you get her once in a while. You still yeah. fight it with that injury? Of course. Yeah. Well, where's Mr. Wonderful? Where's Paul? Paul's coming. Stand how tough we are. You know, this is minor. Minor. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, really. You guys are really that tough, huh? Yes, absolutely. Where's Mr. Wonderful? He's uh, afraid. He's, to, he's not here yet. He's he, afraid. Uh, well, where was Mr. T at the last press conference? Trying to pretend he's a Mohican. Yeah. Paul. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. But, uh, Mr. Wonderful's coming in on an airplane from Atlanta. He's due to arrive here at twelve something. So he's probably. You're ready to go now? You're predicting victory or not? No, no, I'm going to go in there and lose. You're ribbing me? Of course I'm predicting victory. Man. This, is big, uh, this is the biggest thing that's ever happened ever in this the sport. The major upset if you guys could beat Mr. T. And, and, uh, I mean it. Uh, Everybody, the whole country is rooting for them except me. I want you guys to win. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, God. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, so a bunch of wrestlers, of course, posted about him. All the influence that he had, including Hogan, Hulk Hogan actually posted. And uh, he said, Regis was the only show I was always excited to do. Regis was a real pro and I could always count on him sneak attacking me every time I was a guest on the show. Rest in peace, my brother. I love you. H.H. Which I think that's really nice of him, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. I, 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 um, seeing a lot of clips of Regis, it was always, he always had fun with the wrestlers whenever they came on. Exactly. I think my favorite one of um, one they actually showed on Raw tonight is when Kurt Angle was on the show. Like that motherfucker came out in a full singlet. I'm just sitting there like, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Like, sir, why are you with a singlet? Are y'all about to go right now? <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. Will be missed. Never be another. Rest in peace. So while we're talking about Hogan, apparently he's having more testing done. 
he tweeted out some photos because he was getting an MRI. And he said, I, I have to find a better way to spend my Sundays. Don't you think, brother? And I'm like, yeah, man, we're, we're rebuilding you the way we, we the way they rebuild Batman at this point. I was really hoping you go six million dollar man just so I can go. But yeah, this is him getting his MRI. This is the photo that he tweeted out. And uh, yeah, I don't know exactly what the hell it is that he needs. I mean, he probably needs everything at this point. If he continues to be active, he's going to be all screwed up, you know. Right. Like. Slow down, Hulk. Slow it down. Yeah, please. You know, because last thing we need to do is be doing another rest in peace next week. I ain't trying to hide it in my life, Hulk. Don't you do that to me. Yeah, and by the way, for anyone who wanted to see this was him, this is another picture of Reed just back with Hogan. Look at that. Classic Hogan. Hulkamania Hogan. Oh, man. Y'all didn't have a Twitter back then, so y'all couldn't say none of that, Hogan. See how healthy he looked, Reed? Just that. That's how he gets to be 88. He looks like at that point in time, if you've seen him in a bar and something went down, you'd look for him to make sure he was on your side. Yeah. <laughs> oh, memories. Little old Reed just clanging and banging before it was even a catchphrase. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the Viking Raiders put out, which one of it was it that put out a Hogan tweet? Do you see that Hogan tweet? It's uh, I, I haven't. Oh, God, I'm scared. I'll, I'll big screen it on here for you. Make sure that it gets to you before... Uh, we talk about it it was eric yeah, that's uh sarah's husband okay yeah and he said one of my earliest memories is sitting on the floor of my dad watching hulk hogan on tv one year ago i got to meet my childhood hero and let me tell you something brother it was awesome that's, then, like, a, that's, that's like a kid level smile right there that is fantastic so then underneath it mvp puts uh, and then i found out he hates me and and people that look like me and then deleted it but you know this is the internet, and you know how marks are. Before he was able to delete the comment, everyone screenshotted it. But uh, you think people would realize you can't you can't hit that delete button quick enough anymore? Right? You can't, and it's like, good lord, man, leave that shit alone already with the Hogan situation. My God, it's, like it's the, been, it's been dead for how many years? I've lost count of the amount of years. We're still gonna hold this shit against this guy, and it's like MVP's in WWE, and they're giving him a really good role. And WWE has business with Hogan. Do you want to be in the doghouse? Like, what is he doing? Like, and then you, and then it's like, what the hell did Eric do to you? Like, you're shitting on the guy's picture, basically. You know what I mean? Like, you're shitting on his post. You you got to meet his childhood hero years later, and then you want to chime in. Like, you matter in this moment. You trolled him in the name of racism. You know, that's what's happening now. Trolling in the name of racism. Write it down. <laughs> trolling in the name of racism and not even real racism racism at that like yeah he knew somebody in wwe must have told him take that shit down you know since it's gone it's just crazy to me that, that this much time can go by with something and uh people can still be stuck on it it's like either somebody told him to take it down or he didn't have the balls to keep it up one or the other yeah. oh my god but you know this is so funny like this it's kind of unfortunate in the past week this isn't the only case of people bringing up shit that's years old oh do tell are you talking (sighs) about uh people talking specifically about us i mean yeah some people out there um (laughs) have been talking shit and thinking we wouldn't hear it yeah just for the record um we heard you oh no i gotta do it like you did we heard you i think they do that i think they do it without thinking anyone's gonna hear it at this point (laughs) you know but um (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, you, a few of you messaged me, and the only reason I'm even going to address this is because you asked me my opinion, and I'm going to try to be brief like this, and I'm going to just explain this to you guys, and this is for even you too, Destin, so that everyone sort it's of like has an understanding. got her canned peaches, so she's ready to go. So. Yeah, it's not canned peaches; it's, it's frozen pineapples. Yeah, you're 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 you're, you're doing the wrong game. What, 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 what do you got? What do you got to remember? Stasis is classy. Like you just <laughs> not that easy. It so. was frozen, but well, anyway, um, uh, yeah. I want to explain this to you and to everyone so we all know where we stand. When you're, when you're a semi, even a semi successful content creator of any kind, you'll inevitably accumulate followers, supporters, and amusingly enough, haters. And, uh, haters just kind of tried to drag Destin's name, talk bunch and myself somewhat through the mud over the past week, essentially trying to accuse me of attempting to burn not literally figuratively speaking in regards to communities they tried to accuse me of attempting to burn a place down they got hit by a nuke long before i ever even encountered them uh they were poking fun at the length of our show because they can't relate to what having a lot of content feels like so it was hard. i mean when, when you when you when you actually have to produce your own stuff like oh, uh-huh, those funny. guys' show is so long. Like that's it's kind of bad when that's your uh, your derogatory comment. Those guys have such a long, so much content from those guys. But uh, <laughs> yeah, listen again, and we've spoken about this before. I told you guys a story on here about how I got into a not even an argument, but a discussion with somebody on on Messenger years ago, and then years later they messaged me, bitch, and I had to scroll. <laughs> I had to scroll up. I had to scroll up. <laughs> To find out who it was. And it was like, who is this? And I felt so bad that they were harboring that. You know what I mean? And so, so I digress. These dudes have been harboring resentment for over four plus years. That is sad. And it takes more of its toll on them than it does us. And, and that all stems from jealousy. And I'm not just talking shit here. You need to really think about this, Dustin. Whenever there's an anniversary or some sort of a milestone for them, the most interesting thing that they can bring up is us. And I, uh, I told you once before that when it comes to average generic sheep like people, they're like toys. The odds are that when you look for them, you're going to find them in the exact same place doing the exact same thing that they were doing when you left them. And for me, it was more of a shock that to think that in that many years, that many years have gone by. We have changed as people. Our community has changed. Our panelists have changed. I think our personalities have changed. It's natural. It's a state of evolution. Everything has changed. So much. And it just blew my mind more than anything to think that in that many years, not a single thing changed, evolved, or improved. Like they were literally doing the same shit that they were doing when we last encountered them without a drop of growth in community or change in creativity. And that's ultimately where the jealousy stems from it's from not being able to produce even moderately acceptable content in today's world they were left behind in the old world and honestly i feel that we're their last link to the new world because when you look at it when you when you and i and everyone else got into this it was completely different in 2014 when we started talk brunch it was just on itunes it was just a tape podcast i've been over this before uh content wasn't the way it was now streaming wasn't the way it was now wrestling wasn't the way it was now and sure as hell the world wasn't so over time we've always had to change the way that we are and the way that things are to sort of grow and change because that's what content creators do these guys focus more on what we're doing 
than on anything that they've done. And it reflects in the things that they do being the exact same things from years ago. And I find that to be one of the saddest existences of all. And uh, look, yeah, I'm going to mention a few things on here. I'm not just leaving it at that. But just to break it down a little bit, there's this one guy there, and I'm going to call him three. I'm not going to call him his name. I'm going to call him three because he's a stereotypical third wheel. And uh, just to give you guys some perspective who don't know, he sounds like a parody of a black guy. He's a black guy, but he sounds like a parody of a black guy, like someone that the Waynes brothers will portray on in Living Color, like an extra on a UPN sitcom. <laughs> like the guy doesn't know how to create entertaining content without making fun of others. You know, realistically, the guy doesn't know how to create content, period, because he's just piggybacking everyone else's. He's had he's had his own show, but really in name only. He doesn't have the basic intelligence required to operate his own shit or manage his own content. I think that's part of the jealousy that plays into why whenever he uh, moonlights on something else, he can't stop mentioning you and I. You know, he was uh, he was making fun of of your 2014 audio. 2014, which we're going to get into on your birthday episode next week, but 2014 audio he was making fun of. In the meantime, his 2020 audio sounds like shit. Worse than anything that you have ever done. Worse than anything that you have ever done. I'm going to jump in right quick on this part. Um, First of all, hi, I'm doing quite a bit better. um, Hi, three. (laughs) But yeah, anybody who was around, like I know, I think Shane was the perfect example. I think Shane was pretty much around at that time when I first showed up. Yeah, my connection back then was rough. And what spawned this little comment was somebody just happened to hop on this thing and at one point their audio kind of kicked out and it got weird. And he decided to make this comment. You turned into Destin. You turned into Destin. Um, I don't know if you're out there, three. Uh, Just to be real, you're probably listening. Actually, no, you're not, because if you wouldn't, you would have made such a dumbass joke. He doesn't want to waste his data. (laughs) If... (laughs) somebody was sounding like me don't you think they had started sounding better at some point and that's the thing that, that really i didn't care about what they say about me like like, people, like notice over the years my quality when it comes to audio quality it's only gone up oh your quality overall of everything that you're doing as a content creator has gone up but it's it's just funny to me when i hear this kind of stuff just because uh like they they just simply have no idea when it comes to that and it's just really telling to me when he was focusing on old, old stuff like that without having any idea what the hell he was actually really talking about. You know, like, again, his stuff's sounding worse than anything you you, you have ever done. It's and only clearly, worse than when we were there before. And clearly, and, and again, I'm only mentioning this because some of our inner people in the community ask my feedback of this. Clearly, there is some salt there. And you guys, I don't care what people say about me. I like being villainized. People say that I'm a tyrant or that I've done this, or that I've done that, I'm manipulative and whatever. Look, it works better. You pop people in my community when you say shit like that about me. You know, would I manipulate someone? I mean, probably. Sure. Why not? No matter what in life, I'm always going to, if I felt that my perspective was right and someone else's perspective was wrong and manipulation was the only means in which could be used to resolve things, I'm not saying I wouldn't resort to, I'm not above that. There's no good or bad, right or wrong, dark or light in the world to me. It's all circumstances, you know? So, when people try to say, oh, this guy's done this or this guy's done that, maybe I have. Maybe I have. I've never, I've never said I was a saint. I've never said I was the devil. I pretty much play it by ear and I react to things as they happen. So I don't really care when people try to throw me under the bus. What bothered me though was the Destin thing, just because it's like this guy has improved so much that he, he's the best co-host that we've ever had on here. Unlike 
in the past, I had to be a babysitter because people have asked me, why have you changed? What happened to this person? What happened to that person? Which some, some people are still around and in the back end. But with a lot of it, I had to be a babysitter, which is what I felt like with a lot of people. Whereas like with Dustin and I, there are weeks where we don't interact at all and we just come on here. He's intelligent enough to know what to do. And that's it. And that's the reason why for those of you in the chat room, you've heard the little bit of prep that we do. We've, we've let you have like the few minutes before we actually go live and start recording. That's literally when we get on the air, you know, we're, so the reason the, the show needed to change because we changed and it just it annoyed me when I'm hearing them talk about someone who's way more talented than any of them ever were going to be and have ever been. And it's funny to think that they, they were in your presence at one point and didn't even realize the advantage that they would have had if they would have utilized you, if they would have made you a part of anything going on seriously. So to me, it's sad when I hear them now sulking about something that happened five, six years ago. And that's their gimmick. All they talk about is shit that was because they don't have anything that is. That's the way it's always been. And that guy three is nothing more than a fucking blowhard. So that's the reason I don't want you to let it bother you. Because the guy's oh, yeah. full of shit. He doesn't even have his own way of doing anything. He has to go on somebody else's shit to say anything or do anything. So I wouldn't even worry about three champion, that punk bitch. Because oh, at the end of the day, guess what? I, I yeah, I, I will be thirteen times the man, but guess what? I will be. I'll be thirteen times the podcaster you ever were. You know, and then the other one who I'm gonna call slow, slow EC. Okay, <laughs> listen, this dude who he can't stop bringing us up, slow EC over there. He sounds like he's straining to put together a sentence all the time. I I get constipated just listening to him. If I had to give that guy credit for something, it took Muhammad Ali years to sound that way. It took him years of boxing to sound how slowly C currently sounds. Imagine the self-esteem you would get as a kid to know that you could read faster than this man naturally talks. <laughs> that motherfucker talks in bullet time. The five minutes it took Planet like Namek. The, the five minutes it took Planet Namek to explode feels shorter than one of his attempts at a sentence. Okay, I'll probably half the length of the tournament of power. He's gonna talk shit. You know, doesn't it sound, doesn't he come off like someone who was just a few, like, like his bus was a little bit shorter than even the shortest? And always late. And always yellow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that dude sounds really off. And it was just, it, it, it blew my mind when I started hearing him of all people saying shit about us. Cause first of all, we haven't thought about these people in four or five years. But then secondly, of all people, slow, you see, exactly. He is the opposite of Quicksilver. You know? He's slow, rusty. Shane hit the nail on the head. What's the opposite of Quicksilver? He's a he's freaking this dude from South Park without the powers. Oh, fucking Jimmy! Oh God! <laughs> it's just so funny to hear him talking shit. It's like this guy literally. There are times when it's like I feel constipated hearing him struggle through sentences. And, and on top of that, here's, he's a sloth. And here's the best part. This is the part that on a personal note makes me laugh. He he's supposed to be this this co-host. With the post, what, what has it been the same catchphrase for like 10 years? That's not anybody who's it. Yeah, it's hardly a catchphrase. It's two words. Then don't even say the two <laughs> words. He doesn't deserve them. He doesn't own those yeah, two not words. Even, not even, nothing, nothing. Word one, that word here. two. That's all he gets. But, you know? but it, it's but, funny and, because. And it's, it's another person, though, that, that doesn't know how to do anything. Go ahead. What were you going to say? It's kind of funny because, like, for, for those who don't understand that little one liner I get, like, I throw out at the beginning of the show, I literally think of that shit seconds beforehand okay <laughs> yeah and i guarantee you i put that alone 
I you've, wipe the floor with you every You've time. never heard Destin say the same thing twice, and this guy comes on here with his same tired bullshit, sounding like garbage. That's the reason I told you. I don't want you to... These are, these are garbage people. That's the reason oh, why... Oh, believe me. Trust, like, trust me. Nothing they could ever do could ever possibly discourage me. That's the point. reason why well, I didn't want you to feel any kind of way like it, because they're shit garbage people. It doesn't even matter, you know? But I was asked about it. I did get DMs. And listen, those of you who DM me about it, why even pay attention to that kind of shit? Why punish yourselves? You know what I mean? And again, this is another person that if they needed to do their own content, they don't... He wouldn't know his elbow from his ass. He wouldn't know whether to wipe twice. He wouldn't know whether to wipe or chew the toilet paper. You know? So please get over that slowly see shit that you have going on before you come over here with that. It's like (laughs) it must like he makes me appreciate my vocabulary when I hear this dense motherfucker (laughs) talk. (laughs) I feel like a scholar someday. It's ridiculous. And then we have Mr. And then we have Mr. Morgan who mentioned you saying that maybe, maybe in the future you can produce a title. Man, in the four to five years, maybe you think that the guy to be able to produce a podcast. Without the clicks at the beginning. Dude has rebooted, renamed, and relaunched his shit like a hundred times. Not a single one successful. He's the only guy I know who considered it an upgrade to move himself from a shitty platform to an even shittier platform as a strategic way to get his name out there. Think about and it. Then, he started out on the- their shit platform, and then he found this other dude's platform that's like a hundred. It's, it's even possible to find shittier. This is to go even further to shit. And he moved shit. himself from the fucking platform to a shit platform. And then, and he and was proud with, of it. With, with a sports show on Monday nights after Raw. It was ridiculous. He moved him guy to he moved himself to a different platform that was more relevant than where he was proudly. And uh his justification for it was because of the fact that the platform he was on was getting more shows and he was struggling as it was. So how is he gonna talk to you about maybe you could produce a title? He couldn't produce a fucking listener. Dude, I pro- I let's be real. I produced the closest thing he's ever had to a co-host. And they used to try to get me to go on there every week. They used to, they used to make it sound like when you're trying to get like a girl into anal, like just try it and see if you like it. Try it and see if you like it. Try it and see if you like it. Just try it. Just the tip. And I used to tell them, no, I'm not going on that. I hear it. Do you think I don't have ears? It sounds fucking awful. I would never associate myself with that piece of shit. As much as their stuff was shit, this guy's shit was top tier shit. It was that long shit when you're backed up for days and he's going to fucking say, maybe you could produce a title. I was embarrassed of the fact that his that, that that he had content that could be released onto the same fucking airwaves as us. <laughs> so, it, it, to put it into perspective, because let's be real, we know seriously, the only reason I was ever on that show as much as I was, because guess what? It wasn't that easy to get on Rick's show back then. It wasn't. I slowly opened the up. It was hard as hell. I was there, complete coincidence. Yeah, it was hard as hell to get on my show back in the day. And, it, and, it's, and you know what? It's once again hard. It's once again hard to get on here because one thing that I learned, and I told you guys this before a few weeks ago, anyone who was paying attention, I mentioned these people by name and I said that our association with them, anyone who came from them, the majority were the shittiest people that we have ever got. Literally anyone we inherited from their majority became a problem at one point or another. And that's the reason there was such a, a, a turnover because people sort of migrated from another shit community and we had to filter out the dirt. But it's just crazy. It's crazy to think that we're minding our own business. We don't really mention anything here. And it was just suddenly I'm getting messages like, oh, did you hear this? Did you hear that? Like, listen, produce something for yourself. And then that other guy, Keith, he's just trying to do whatever he can to stop being irrelevant and insignificant. So I can't even blame him for kissing their asses. There's no other asses for him to kiss. 
like you know so those are the quicker. only asses within his lips reach that's quite a reach so how am i gonna hate on keith when those are the only asses within his lips fucking reach he doesn't have any kind of connections like you you know us like we're not the biggest community but we but we're supported by some of the bigger communities out there and i'm not even gonna mention who they are here anyone that pays attention already knows we certainly shout out to them attaining the shout outs to them but you know what i mean like it's kind of like i'm gonna i'm not gonna address the guy whose only claim to fame was being able to kiss enough ass to be their boy because that's what he really is so like no like notice nobody we've ever had issues with not maybe a month later all of a sudden it's kissy kissy makeup these motherfuckers had problems but all of a sudden oh no what was the exact word i want to be the little sister He's gonna be the little sister to them. He's gonna be little, little, littler sister. Like they didn't bury you all. The littler. Come on, bro. Sister, are you kidding me? The little. What do you think they are? (laughs) It's just weird to hear that. And then, and then that brings us over to the fearless leader, who I have to say was tasteful about everything, but nonetheless is responsible. Yeah, he let it happen. Never stopped it. The only thing that their fearless leader has done of notable change in the last half a decade is court what looks like the daughter of ogre princess fiona and slimer from ghostbusters <laughs> shit it out shit it out of flesh baby dip her in flour and look for the wet spot goonie google motherfucker <laughs> goonie google dude how do you even have intercourse I, and I'm wondering from a legitimate level. I've wondered this a lot of times. Some people physically, because, you know, full disclosure here, like myself and my significant other, we like to do fun shit. You know what I mean? Like we like to try to mimic what we see, you know? We'll go to Pornhub and then try it. <laughs> Fuck it, right? Awesome. Fuck it. Full disclosure. We'll go to Pornhub and then try it. How do you even, there must be like just the default fucking position. You know what I mean? Do you, do you use a fucking cattle prod? Like what happens? Fucking <laughs> train dart like Jurassic Park. Clever girl. <laughs> You know, I remember I was thinking, wait a minute, is that fucking Slimer or Fiona? I can't even tell this. Someone, what the fuck is going on here? Like, is this serious? Is this a real picture? Somebody's trolling me. This can't be real. Unbelievable. Please don't bring that shit over here again, because I'm pulling my punches. For anybody that knows me, understands that this was this wasn't even my my final form. Like, please understand that I've tried to take a more mature route to some aspect from the way that I'm dealing with shit like this. But don't bring the most tired, shitty, whack, dry shit on all of the internet. First of all, no one's ever heard of them before. No one will ever hear of them after. We never heard of them until they darkened our fucking doorstep. Pun intended. (laughs) You know, do you guys know who you're verbally dealing with when you try to throw my guys under the bus? There's a reason why most people will try to keep a safe fucking distance if they're not in our good graces. Follow that philosophy and don't make me have to come back here next week again because I was I was told that nothing would happen. I promise you something could. Like here's the reality. <laughs> That's what they don't understand. Like, here's know? the reality. Like I've been laughing this whole time. I'm about to get real serious real quick. All right. But, yeah, like like you said, don't let this shit be a thing because I'm like I'm literally about to quote an old fucking DX promo from like 2006. There are two sides. All right. There is the regular side. Everybody gets to see. Do not welcome yourself to the other side. All right. Because I won't understand. Rick won't be able to hold me back next time. If right? if this becomes a thing, it'll be one of the short, most short-lived and historical things of making you motherfuckers a past tense that you have ever experienced. Don't fool yourself into falling into that trap. Reminisce about your little buddy 
and his shopping and his red robin and all the other dumb shit that you like to talk about and just don't come here again. You don't even go here. You don't even go here. Stay in your fucking lane, please. I don't like to have to waste airtime with this kind of nonsense. Stay in your fucking lane and leave us alone. But again, instead of them looking for what you're doing, find me an entire person on a, a person on the entire roster who could do a fucking push up or a sit up or or an up, just anything <laughs> with up in it. Or an up. Anything with up in it. Destin, the point I'm making is that people are jealous of you, jealous of me, jealous of us. And that's why years and years and years and years and years later, they can't stop mentioning you. You've moved on. You've grown. You've learned how to become a pretty damn good content creator. And you have a way better setup than any of your haters. And uh, to be honest, the one thing that I feel bad about is that they do associate with a group of guys on there, two, maybe three, that, that that are too classy. To tell the rest of them how shitty they are. And I question why. Like, why would they want to be part of that shitty no traffic platform? Phil, it would look so much better for you guys to just break off from that shit. It looks so bad to just be associated with these guys. They're derogatory and racist and disgusting group of people. And yeah, there's a lot of racist shit over there. There's a lot of things that were said that were unacceptable. When they say and, stuff and, like and it's tongue-in-cheek... And not like that Hogan, like, offhanded racism, like, straight racism, racism. Yeah, listen. Exactly. And when people try to use the excuse that racism is tongue-in-cheek, don't let them do that. We're not talking about tongue-in-cheek stuff. We're talking about shit that's just offensive and not funny. It's garbage. And I can pull a lot of it and show you guys if I needed to, and I hope I don't fucking have to. Because like, like I told understand, them, that gun is loaded. Because much like a lot of their conversations, they can easily go from an is to a was if they fuck around one more time. And that's literally, I'm putting my finger in the air even though nobody can see it. One, one more, one fucking more is all you got times one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say to confirm it to who he is. <laughs> I'm so fucking serious about that. But yeah, like I said, you know, that's the one thing that I feel bad about that there are some good guys on there that are just with shit people, yeah. you know, and you I have no love. Loss, you could you know? be your own fucking thing and be fantastic. And here's the thing. Don't I cut the dead weight. You know? Exactly. And here's the thing. I had no animosity or ill feelings towards any past people simply because, and I've said this on here many times, we are in such a different place from where we were then. The show, the kind of show we're doing. First of all, these are all podcasts where now we're streaming to you guys. You know what I mean? These are all in like little private chat rooms where now we're simulcasting to you guys across big platforms. You know, it's like we're in such a different place doing so much more. We do gaming content now, game streams, giveaways, freaking game show nights that it's that I wasn't even thinking about them. It's kind of like even if everything was cool, could we ever really collaborate on something like what could they collaborate on us with with their shitty setup? What could they do aside from be fucking callers, which doesn't make you a content creator. It makes you a caller. Like, what could they possibly offer that would have any reason or incentive for us to do anything? Nothing. There is nothing that they would be able to contribute that would make it worth it. Whereas us, you know, we, we, we're, we again, we're not the biggest content creators, but we have our setup and we're satisfied with what we're doing here. So it's just one of those things where... I guess I let go of all my ill feelings by default just because it was like one of those things that doesn't matter anymore. It's like if you had a guy you didn't get along with right now that was in sixth grade, you're not going to still be mad at the sixth grade guy 
you're in 12th grade or you've graduated or you're in college. Or you don't even remember it's been so long. You know what I mean? It became one of those kind of things. For anyone who's ever had a grievance with someone where enough time has gone by and you've moved on enough knows where I'm coming from. It wasn't like, well, I forgive. It was more like, you know what? It's so far removed that I just don't feel it anymore. It doesn't yeah. even feel like it was me or them. So I didn't care. But it's just and that goes to show you, you know what that shows? That shows that I have fucking changed, that my priorities and my life has changed and that those things are in the past, in the distance. And again, it shows that theirs hasn't. It just shows that they are the same people doing the same shit when you last found them. They've been under construction now on on for how long? For almost two, three. We've been hearing that they're going to do this, they're going to do that. They never do fucking nothing. They've literally done nothing in that whole fucking time. Somebody could have taken, gone through law school and taken the bar exam and now be a fucking lawyer. And these guys haven't done fucking nothing. Think about it. There's not a single fucking thing better improved or changed from years ago the only thing that i could give them credit to is the is their uh i guess their persistence still around still being around to an empty chat <laughs> room where just a religious guy listens to them one guy in there one guy in the seat one one guy there's more people in the fucking in the in the in the crowd and raw than that was before they let people back in so it's just kind of like focus on your own stuff for god's sakes I would throw myself off of one of the bridges in New York if I was if if I made that kind of shit and there was no way to delete it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, yeah, it's like and just to address I think one more thing that was on there. Yeah, um trust me, bro. I don't need to do plugs anymore. I'm a little beyond that. Partially because I don't have 45 fucking shows to remember. And you guys don't need to do plugs anymore either. Cause you don't have any fucking stuff. You know what I mean? Like no one has to do plugs anymore. So you at least you accomplish. There is that, right? There is that. No plugs check. Fat woman check. What else did they accomplish? Is that it? Speech impediment check. Walmart track phone check. Good job, guys. Good fucking job. That's my applause now. Not your pastors. <laughs> Keep in mind, boys and girls. This is us having fun this time. Next time can't promise to get We're just so having far. a blast. We're just dicking around here. This is just us being being our gimmicks we're not good but but there's a little we, bit we, we, we had room in the program yeah like they say it's tongue in cheek actual tongue in cheek, right these guys are so salty that our community thrive more than theirs years later that they're still talking about so do me a favor give it a rest go learn how to operate a program any program pick one fucking photoshop just so that you know how to do so just pick a program and learn how to click the little buttons you know buy a computer they sell them at best buy some of them are cheap you could even get them off of amazon get something better than that shitty phone that you use three how do you call in how do you have the indignity to call in on that fucking phone and then talk about Destin's audio like this fucking guy and then the rest of them are too punk to even mention how shit the audio is like hey someone should like, be like hey we can't hear you that well like, like literally I usually do this but not usually in this in, in this this in depth watch I'm gonna break it down for y'all real quick okay directly in front of me $125 Blue Yeti mic right off to my left about a $400 HP laptop okay yeah I think I, I think I'm coming up there three just a little bit bruh it's just weird. And, it and the funny thing is, not this all just didn't in front of me. No, it took me a solid what two years almost to get all this together. Well, to sort how to uh how to get it all right. Yeah, well, yeah, true. Yeah. It, it took a minute, but, it, but it's gonna <laughs> take people. But that's the point. At least you put effort into doing something. This guy literally, like, does he even listen back to the shit that he's how he sounds? I don't think. So. I don't There's think he no does way. because he, even somebody with as low standards as him would be mortified to hear how that shit comes off. That, I, I told you before, after I heard everything, that caught me off guard more than anything else. If he's worried about what I'm doing, worry about what your people are doing. Good Lord. Fucking garbage pale cast. 
<laughs> like, how do we become part of your content? How their content? We've done nothing. Like, dude, if it wasn't for the few good people that I met almost in association, I I, I wish I never fucking came across them. You know what I mean? I yeah. wish I could just race them from our fucking history and from the, our association. I wish I never knew these fucking garbage people. Yeah. And I'm because in reality, let's be real. You discovered with, me, not them. Yeah, and I'm sorry for anyone that, 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 that this has nothing to do with what those wants to hear about wrestling. But when I keep getting asked about people bad mouthing our community, yeah, I, I really wish that I never had anything to do with these motherfuckers, man. You know, and I am grateful for the people, the listeners, even the people who have been on the call that we've gotten from word of mouth of being associated at one point but good god they're such fucking garbage people and it's an embarrassment you're not even allowed to type their names in the chat that's how ashamed we are of our association with people who are garbage like that and that really do come off racist and nasty a lot of the time in their yeah. stuff that's the reason i'm not mentioning who or what because those of you who asked you'll know exactly who the fuck we're talking about we're talking about garbage people why are you listening to garbage people why are you consuming content from garbage people don't i don't listen to that shit i can't i couldn't take it anymore there came a point where I couldn't fucking take it anymore. Squire said the same thing. At one point, he was like, he just couldn't take it anymore. You you know what I mean? It's like, you said the yeah. same thing. You know, a lot of people just couldn't take it. It's literally, it'll give you a fucking headache. It'll give you a migraine. It's a, it's a chaos conglomerate mess of content, if you even call it that. So please don't worry about what Rick Dara is doing, you know. Rick McMahon. Don't worry about, don't, don't worry about what we're doing over here. We got this. Doing, or what Talk Brunch is doing. We fine over here. Yeah, don't don't try to perm us up. We're already straight. <laughs> you know, just go focus on your shitty oh, little shit. your, your shitty little hole in the wall that you managed to create the illusion to the couple of goons that are there that you're fucking giving them something. That was fun. Yeah, I feel better. All I'm saying is, uh, message signed, sealed, and delivered. Yeah, I've said it once. I'll say it again. You come for the kings. You best not miss. Because we don't. Yeah, go fuck your fat girlfriend and leave me alone. That might explain all I'm saying. That might explain a lot, but yeah. Just sipping my tea. Sip, sip. <laughs> I mean, I try to figure it out. Oh, you, you thought know? I was bullshit and I had real tea. That was no <laughs> I, I try to figure I try to figure it out. And I've I've looked at numbers and I've looked at stats. I've thought deeply about it. I've even drawn and I don't really draw on touch screens that often, but I've even drawn on touch screens to try to get like a train of thought. Of how big of an erection I would need to be able to penetrate anyone that fucking fat. <laughs> I did not see you coming there. I did not see that coming. Oh. Are we oh, done here? God. Yeah. I think let's move on to the actual fun stuff. The... <laughs> yeah. The, the one place where pies, cakes, and pasta. What are you like? <laughs> it was fucked up. Okay, now we're done. We gotta get the hell out of here at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god holy uh, shit then it's, when when it first came up stasis asked me she thought that it upset me like when we first found out that was what was going on and i told her i was like honestly things have been so dry in the wrestling world I was like that didn't bother me in the slightest what i found it was just amusing more than anything yeah. and uh, i wanted to amuse myself with it so you know my airtime i'm being a little bit greedy i'm sorry guys but it, but it is what it is. You know, it doesn't happen. I mean, hey, every, every now and then we got to have a little fun. If I give you three, four hours of my life, sometimes 12 to 15 a week, depending on the content, then, you know, I should be able to have the floor every now and then, especially if somebody fires shots directly at us. Oh, yeah. Like, like don't don't mention me by name. Thinking, see, let's be real. The only reason it ever happens is because they didn't think we care. I don't think they, they thought that far, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Well, moving back to wrestling talk, Impact Wrestling 
has new title belts. Yeah, uh, the belts are getting a little redesigned. Mm-hmm. Sprucing them up a little bit. Let's have a look at these belts here. See what we got. It's crazy how many how many different evolutions these belts have gone through over the years. Yeah, I'm trying to find them. Don't ask me why. Oh, there it is. Sorry. Yeah. There you go. Bring them up bigger for you guys there. See, because on this show, you can see shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. They always had good looking belts. So I think my favorite of that one is the knockouts belt. I don't know why, but. I can't tell which. What, what do we got here? The top okay, one. so going from uh, top to bottom, we have the world title on the top, the one in the middle slightly off to the side, the X Division, and the bottom one is the Knockouts Championship. Yeah, they are pretty good. Yeah, they've always had good-looking belts. So. The, the belts have never been their problem. Nah, nah you know? it's always been the other stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'm glad that they have that. Matter of fact, I'm But luckily, the other stuff starting to hopefully improve, so. anniversary was a nice start. Over here, I'm going to put it on social media. Over here. Oops, was it the same place? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's when you know it's getting late. Yeah, fuck the think... owl, right? Isn't that what Re- Rebel used to say? Fuck the owl. Yeah, well, luckily that owl is somewhere dead and gone. The owl's probably over there on the other place, but no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those of you that do enjoy our content, though, I do thank you for coming here because oh, yeah. we do actually put a lot of work into it. We don't just turn on a microphone and talk. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, fuck it. For those of you who have been here on my whole journey and not giving up on me, thank you. Yeah, we'll talk more about that on his birthday episode next week. Because yeah, yeah he because full disclosure, it is my birthday next week. I yeah. got my fucking wish. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> that's funny. That's gonna be a great story. I can't wait to tell that story yeah. next week. But yeah, that it's funny to you know that anyone makes a parody out of us putting uh, thought into what we're gonna do when we come on here. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Keep doing what works for you. <laughs> Even if it doesn't actually work. But. Even if it doesn't actually work. Someone hey, Space is Leo Squad. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so another impact news. Apparently, the Motor City machine guns, as we predicted, are being given a top role in the company. And just for Not just any role. top role. No, and you will see it here. Yep. Tag made, and the North are going to do it, folks. The North are going to retain their tag team titles. Another save from Ethan Page. Page and Alexander going to work. There's a cutter assisted into a wheelbarrow suplex. Chris Saban and Josh Alexander and Ethan Page in the ring. And Saban's in a bad, bad way. Jesus. Kiss of death, perhaps, from Ethan Page to Josh to Chris Saban. Rolls through here. Saban's got him. Saban's got him. Saban's got him. New champions. New champions. They need it. It's over. Here are your winners and new Impact World Trade Team Champions, the Motor City Machine Gun. They need, uh, some of the people in the crowd there, the other wrestlers or something for yeah. this way this impact looks. But that, 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 that moment would have been so much better with that. Yeah. Aside from that, good for Motor City. I'm yeah. Glad that I... And um the one thing I was thinking about this because I did watch Impact this week. First time I've like watched watch in a minute. A lot of people are gonna think, oh yeah, it's great that uh, the machine guns got their belts, which is cool, but for those who have been I mean, me being one of the cases, I watched the North's entire over year long world tag title run. 
what you, what a lot of people may not realize that's actually a nod for the North as well because it took an old team coming back to get those belts off them because they literally had ran through everybody. They were in that they were in that territory of at this point it's nothing but rematches. So that was that's that's a hell of a team the machine has knocked off. I'm excited for them. The North had a fantastic run. So I mean, congratulations to those two. But yeah, that was I, I didn't expect them to pull the trigger that soon, but I had a feeling those they were getting those bells back. Oh, impact our trigger pullers when it comes to this kind of oh, stuff. Oh yeah. If you're a w- if you're a WWE person, you're automatically a world champion. Remember that rule? It doesn't matter who you are on the card. You could have been at the bottom <laughs> I of the remember card. those days. You could have been it, it could have been Takamichi Noko and uh, <laughs> it could have been Funaki, it could have been Papi Chulo, aka Rios. Papi you know, Chulo. They would have <laughs> it could have been. I'm surprised Hornswoggle when he went there wasn't champion. Whenever they get somebody, they give him a title. And that's not even a WWE guy. You know, that's just their own people they're getting back. But they love to throw titles at you when you get to impact in the beginning. They throw the title straight at you. Oh, yeah. I've heard well, when people come in, they have to duck not to get hit by a title. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. That's the way they always. And it's weird because that that's an old thing in wrestling that doesn't work when you try to use a title to get somebody's debut over. Not a good idea. It's better yeah. to build and like have them have that journey to get that title because again, then you destroy your whole hierarchy too. Because how the hell did somebody just walk through the door and become a number one contender for this? Like, is this even possible? So right. it's good, but with Impact, they do it too often, where it feels like everyone. Think about it. Who who from WWE didn't get to have a title besides Hornswoggle? Oh God, let's see. Actually, MVP. MVP was never the world champion. He was he was he was never champion in general. He got a title shot, but uh, he was never champion in Impact. Uh, he was never the one. Actually, Nash and Hall were never world champions either. An Impact? Yeah, none, none. Actually, none. Yeah, none of the click. Well, that's pretty like impressive. like like Nash won that that Legends title, but that was only when they were doing a little Legends gimmick. And I think like him and Hall were like tag champs for like a couple of weeks, but that was more part of the gimmick than anything else. But there there's been a handful of them with, with WWE with uh, Impact. At times, you did need to at least be somewhat of a top guy, I guess. Like, if, if you'd been a world champion over in WWE, they probably would throw it on you. They were more prone to throw it on you then, because they're like, oh, he's done it here, so he could probably do it there, but... Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But with the machine guns, they definitely exception to that rule, because, I mean, these guys have been champions over there before. They, they mentioned multiple times during the match that, like, when it came to, especially their old-school Ultimate X, Chris Saban's the godfather of that match. He's won more than anybody else. Yeah. And they were... That, I think this might be in a case of impact. I think it's the longest time in between title runs for them, too. Because the machine guns have been gone for like 10 years. It doesn't feel that long, man. I remember when they were there like it was right. yesterday. <laughs> I remember watching freaking Chris Saban's heel turn when he turned on Velvet Sky. Oh, my God. Yeah, and he became like an abusive dude against Velvet Sky. Yeah, and then he like he got that manager who used to beat the shadow, and then that was ironically right when he left. So. Good, good booking right there, impact. Hey, we have the Motor City Machine Guns. What do we do? Let's split them up and make and make a uh, Saban. I, th- I think I think Shelly was already injured though. I think that was the thing. Make them so like they had to split them. But... Make them treat Velvet Sky like shit. <laughs> Good angle for everybody involved. I mean, hey. <laughs> I almost forgot about that till you mentioned it. You're right. They did do that. They broke them up and just turned them into like a douche. They used to boss her yeah. around. You see how you know it was? You know what it was? It's because I think Shelly left to go to Japan because the time splitters were a thing. I think at this time. So they just didn't even have Shelly around. And it was, yeah, because it was not long after Saban lost the world title to Billy Reagan. 
Yeah, I heard. Okay, yeah, it's starting to come back to me now. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> bad memories. See, that's what you did. You brought up bad memories. I mean, hey, we, we talked about bad audio. Now we talk about bad memories. Okay, now I'm done. Now. <laughs> Never thought a place could get worse than when you were there, you know? Jesus. <laughs> it makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> the way you have, we are the bar. Kind of like, we are the bottom of the barrel. Not even three layers into the earth at that point. At that point, when you dig far enough and the dirt starts changing color, and you're like, so <laughs> you can. I almost choked on my freaking. <laughs> Good God, man. <laughs> I was eating a freaking. I was eating nuts when you were saying that. You should know better than to eat during my bed at this point. I almost killed you like three times now. Shit. I really should. <laughs> I didn't know where it was going. But anyway, gotta wait for that great period. Yeah, give me a minute because I'm gonna drink some coffee to fix myself and shit here. Cause I literally, that was like instant wrong pipe when you did that. <laughs> See, oh, that's man. another thing that stepped up since there, guys. My comedy. All right, <laughs> this shit's natural to me at this point. None of this stuff is pre thought out. It's just go. What do you mean you you don't think that they are funny? <laughs> I had like a, I, I almost started to count how long it was going to take you to get that one out. Oh my god! You'd have to. That's one thing I got to give their boss credit for. You're a patient motherfucker when when you when you're when you're co-pilot. His words are coming out. He sounds like the fucking trees from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> that's when the audio comes through. Could we get, oh. <laughs> I got to get a clip of now. <laughs> can we? Can we? I just want to hear the trees fucking talk now. <laughs> they talk like slowy, slowy see. Tree beer. That was the guy's name, right? The tree that talks. That's what he is. He's tree beer. Oh, shit. He's slowly tree. Oh, my God. And to think, we didn't need an anniversary show to do this shit. Hold on. Let's get to where they talk. Ah! Joined by Slowy Tree. <laughs> Damn, I couldn't even. <laughs> okay, oh, wait, no, that was one of those times we'll when the audio fucked up and he didn't even get in. Okay, we're fucking up our segues here. So, as I was saying, um, while we're talking <laughs> about Impact Wrestling and belts, there's been some new information in regards to Tessa Blanchard and her situation with the belt. Yeah. And uh, apparently, she tried to, she demanded a large sum of money to return their world title according to fightful.com she has denied this but uh apparently they her camp is claiming 
that uh, Impact Wrestling just gave her the address to send the title back. But there are claims out there that she was playing hardball with their title. Legit, I heard that there was a video call over Skype, right? Between her and management where like she had herself on camera with the title and like as they were negotiating with her, like she was holding it over the garbage can and like whenever she heard like a number she didn't like her hand would get low. She'd be like, oh, my hand's getting heavy. Oh, this title's getting heavy. And then whenever the number got high, she'd start raising it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, I knew you were lying in my head. I was like, I, wa- I, I was, I pictured it in my head. It's the funniest fucking thing. Don't make well. me drop this. There's a garbage can underneath, and you know what that does to titles? That shit is like dip to cartoons. <laughs> she gets, she gets it low. She starts tapping the fucking label on the end of the thing. Okay, up. Right. <laughs> yeah, don't make her drop that shit in there. You're, you're already one side played in. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know the, the validity of this story here. But, uh, yeah, we're hearing that she asked for money to get that title back. We'll have to see what happened. <laughs> George said he could see her doing it. I could see her doing it, too. Yeah. Get your titles back from people. That was That's another problem I've always had with Impact. How do you keep winding up with your world champions out of contract? You either, you, you either renew the contract or you use the calendar that's on your smartphones and everywhere else in the world to determine when their contract expires. And write them out of the storylines. This has been done on television for years. On soaps and sitcoms and even movies. Hey, this person's yeah. contract's coming. They may not renew. Let's start preparing. Just in case, God forbid, they're gone. And we have to kill them off or do whatever. How do they keep winding up with vacant titles? Nothing to me is worse than a vacant title. Yo, vacant is the greatest champion in all of pro wrestling. That motherfucker has title on top of title. I think you hurt any title that you vacate NXT. So it's not a good idea. You know, because you have to build that title back. <laughs> Gets on my nerves, really. Yeah, especially when there's no real reason behind it. That's when it's the worst. Like, your champion gets injured and can't defend within 30 days. That's one thing. But if it's just, you know what? Eh. Like, what? No. But in good news when it comes to impact, um, for the first time, the company is revealing their ratings, which they had a 0.5 in the 18 to 49 demographic, which is not that good. So I don't know why I said good news because AEW had a 0.32. If you compare a 0.5 to a 0.32, you know, NXT board in a 0.17. But uh, they had 156,000 fans and the previous week had 163,000 fans. The average since March 24th has been 145,000 fans. So they are getting more known. They are getting more momentum. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're picking things up a little bit, which is good for them. Like, oh, you missed the King Quest. We roasted people on here, unless you were listening. Oh, uh, dude, catch it on demand, dude. Holy demand. shit. We that was the most fun I've had. I don't know how long. We roasted people that needed to be roasted. I mean, even put them on the rotisserie and let them motherfuckers spin. We sure did. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had to talk about, uh, we had to rant a little bit. <laughs> Cash me on demand, Queen Quest. That's all I'm saying, man. Just cash me on demand. Yes, write it down. <laughs> you should. You should. <laughs> oh, I'm, I am. So, uh, January through March, Impact had 174,000 fans. So that basically means that when the pandemic started, it dropped into 145,000, which means they're actually not doing that bad. No, not at all. All right, Anna. Last bit of Impact news. I don't know. I didn't even mean for it to be a rant. I was just being honest about it. Let's be real. That wasn't even a Rick rant. That was a brunch rant because I was there too, you know. These are former WWE 
That's the one thing that everyone in this picture has in common. They are all former WWE superstars that have now moved to Impact. The only other thing that they all have in common in this image is that they're all saying, fuck you. Because if you look at their middle finger, middle finger, middle finger, one's doing a crotch chop. This is definitely, this isn't us going, do you think that this is definitely a message to WWE? When you take all the guys that were released, put them in front of an impact sign and have them all go, fuck you. You're talking about WWE. <laughs> Don't worry. We got them. They okay. Nice picture though. Yeah. That's a, that, There's going to be a lot of success in that picture. Yeah. I can see it now. I wonder what Heath Slater's world title run is going to be like, right? I mean, you know, they'll probably actually, it, it'll be something. It'll, it'll be something. It'll, and also Kurt Hawkins. I wonder what his title run is going to be like. Uh, I can see him being the X Division guy. I can't yeah. Oh, no, they'll all be world champion. Oh, yeah. They're, they're all past WWE guys now. Even Eric Young. Everybody's hitting championship status one way or the other. Remember that time they tried to make Eric Young their Daniel Bryan? Oh, my God. Didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't work. All right. Well, in other news, Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. McMahon. Mr. McMahon, remember that shit? Oh, I'll never forget. He reminds us every time he comes back. So basically, he spoke. They had their annual shareholders meeting call. And uh, he was asked about how they planned on improving ratings. And he basically said, uh, we have a 30 plus year track record of creating compelling characters and engaging a variety of audiences. And we obviously remain confident we can continue that with our collective ability, even in the most challenging environments with no live audience. The media, the media ecosystem obviously has changed. We change with it. Our engagement metrics across platforms are understandably and obviously. However, the importance of linear programming is paramount in all of our businesses. We consistently have seen year over year increases in a variety of digital metrics and engagement and positive trends have continued even during COVID. Conversely, TV viewership trends have been negatively impacted by COVID, obviously, and the lack of live audience. We are still nonetheless the number one television show on the USA Network and consistently the number one broadcast show on Fridays among key demos. We expect the combination of valuable promotional inventory from our TV partners with the return of sports events programming and a deep roster of charismatic talent will have a positive impact on viewership over the long term. (laughs) That's the motherfucker that I want to call me out of work. (laughs) you know what i mean there he is that's the motherfucker that i want to explain why i can't make it in because this guy like you see that he knows how to walk the walk oh buddy buddy he could walk his way he could talk his way on fucking bank robbery look at catch him with the bags in his hand he ain't going to jail yeah they must frustrate them too because a lot of them at the meeting was no it's bullshit even though on this technical level it isn't they sitting there like, well, <laughs> but the record lows, though. <laughs> and uh, they asked him about younger talent. They basically asked him about, you know, the company's direction and whether they're going to have younger talent. And he said, sure. I mean, you want to continue to build stars no matter what time. It is so, as, as Paul just mentioned about NXT talent, he has done an extraordinary job of creating new stars. And as they continue to evolve, they'll continue to come come up to raw and smackdown so there's this influence of new superstars coming into both raw and smackdown and in addition to that the ways that we now promote talent is a more effective way with digital and social media as opposed to the normal way we do not have a live audience and of course that to us is paramount 
they're like the third performer in the ring in terms of our interaction with the audience. So nonetheless, it is a good time to continue with the digital and social imprint and this land grab that we have, which is substantial. We continue that. And again, new stars coming up. He must, do they not watch it though? Like, can't they just tune in? Does he forget that they can, they all, these, these people must have the USA network, right? Like, I wish one of them would sit down and watch the show because Why is Randy Orton a legend he's character? not pushing younger talent at all. None of that shit is happening that he said. All of that is the stuff that you would want to hear if you wanted to know what the hell's going wrong. But that is not at all what we're seeing. Didn't we just watch a bunch of young talent even tonight get buried? Oh, yeah. All it just happened. Place. All over the place. And this fucking call happened, what, yesterday? <laughs> it's been happening for months. It's unbelievable, man. Oh, God. Yeah, they, they really pissed me off with that shit. Get your stuff right, man. Do right by your younger talent. And you're right, King. Like, the, the youngest guy is in his 40s that they actually <laughs> use. All we watch is MVP and Bobby Lashley and Big Show and R-Truth and everybody that's, like, freaking way older. There's not any young guys being pushed. Randy Orton, but what the, Edge. But, 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 but what about Ricochet and Cedric Alexander? Oh, never mind. Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, and Mustafa Ali, if you were a proper company, would probably be three guys that you would be elevating to be top guys in the future. But yet they all lost tonight. You know? Like, they would be three guys that you would be making. You'd be building those guys. You have guys there to build that you don't build at all. You could easily have those three fighting for a world championship. Easily. And you know what? They've said this shit before about having talent and building talent. And you know what? I hate to say it, but they wasted talent that never got that chance. There was a point where there are guys who are exactly where Ricochet and Cedric Alexander were. And those people are people like Cesaro and Nakamura and Finn Balor, who were the young promising talent that were being used just like this on Raw. And they kept saying that it was eventually their time will come. They just got here. We're going to be building. And they never fucking did. They never did. Those guys are now older. They've been here for years. It may not feel like it. But you know what? I can remember Cesaro matches, I think, in 2011 or in 2012. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? These guys have been here. Their, their time has passed them now. Now, if you were to give them it, it would almost feel weird and it would not make as much sense. You know, are they going to be characters in the future that sort of have like that second wind, hopefully, like the way you've had like Mark Henry, who became the Hall of Pain late in his career, Christian, you know, who got got the title late. It, it almost feels like it has, it's going to have to be a thing like that, if ever. And with the way the landscape changes, I don't think so, which to me, it's sad because there's nothing from this happened to convince me that that's not the same fate that Ricochet and Cedric and everybody else is going to share. Yeah, it's even worse for me with Nakamura because, I mean, this is only a guy who, in what, his early 20s, beat Brock Lesnar for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Like, before this guy has already even, wiped your boy out before. Before he was even a thing, the way Shinsuke Nakamura became a thing. He before he became, like, Swagsky and freaking the, or the king of strong style, this guy was knocking out Brock Lesnar. In NJPW, beat him. And that, by the way, he was the IWGP World Champion, wasn't he? Yeah. I think he's a three-time world champion, I believe. You know that dude I mean? was the the Intercontinental Championship for a period of time. But I mean, Brock, he was IWGP, and they and they had yeah. Nakamura go over him. You know what I mean? And they use him like nothing. Think about the amount of NXT talent that you've seen that at one point was exactly where Ricochet and all these other guys are. You know? And they just never really became anything. This company, if they're not careful, we always joke about it. But you know what? We've now joked about it for the length of time in which we said it would take to start happening. This company is running out of time to build talent for the future because we're now in the fucking future. We're no longer talking about this like if the future is coming up in the future. This is it. 
we're here at the point when the younger talent needs to be used. The whole point of everything that we've gone through with the developmental center, the fucking performance center and and breaking ground and tough enough and all this shit was so that in the future, when things are bad, we can hit an emergency fucking button and then summon all this talent that we've been building this entire time, like squirrels with nuts in the winter. And instead, there's nothing going on. And they're talking about the future again. MVP and fucking Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. There's nothing fresh about this product. This is the most stale shit product ever. I don't even really fully pay attention when I cover it on here anymore. You guys don't want to hear about that shit. I've heard from a lot of people who don't want to hear me cover it. I, I do it more as a courtesy and I don't really, I'm not even thorough anymore. I watched today, but I, did I really watch it was on the TV and my TV is pretty big, hard to miss. But you know what, man? I was more putting together the program. I got a general idea of what happened. That's what I really need because they're not trying. Why should I give them my full undivided attention for that much time? The only time I give anything my full undivided attention is when I know that they're trying as hard as they can. And they are not. I know what creativity takes, and they're not fucking trying, so I'm not going to try to be attentive to it. You know? And you know what? It is coming full circle, because during, according to Wrestling Observer, Dave Meltzer was saying that uh, in Italy, WWE lost their TV deal with Sky. Yeah, and guess who got they, it? They dropped it. Oh, no, we're going to get to it. Got it. Because you're, I'm pretty sure everybody's smart enough to figure it out. But they lost their TV deal with Sky in Italy, and, and also Sky's dropping them in the U.K., because of the high price that WWE charges to have something that produces low ratings. So they decided to just pick up AEW. So starting July 31st, which is pretty much three days away, everyone who has Sky, which Sky, for anyone who's from America doesn't know, in the UK, that's like their, where, where we, their sports are, almost like their ESPN. You know, that's where like they get a lot of their events and shit. They're going to be getting AEW instead. That's going to extend their reach. More people are going to get exposure to it. And we're hearing that a lot more foreign companies are starting to be drawn to AEW because it's American wrestling and it's not overpriced. Remember, WWE charges these networks. They give you money to put it on and then you have to deliver in ratings. If you if they pay for your thing to be on their station and then you don't deliver in the ratings, then they waste their money. Literally, that's how it works. If I have a station like USA and I have to give whatever amount of money to Vince McMahon in promise of ratings and they're not there, I lost that fucking money. So you got to either lower that price or you got to compromise somewhere. WWE is doing neither. Whereas AEW is much cheaper, so people have just said, you know what, I'll just get that. I'm not paying they're for cheaper name brand. and putting forth the effort to where they could charge WWE money. Yeah. It's like clothes. They're not paying for the name brand right now during a pandemic. At the time, and I think that that's, to be honest with you, man, I think that that's the way these networks were thinking all along. I don't think they ever gave a shit about the quality of the product. I think all along they were paying for the name brand because WWE is a household name that goes back generations, decades. It's a big deal. It's like if you said we have the NBA. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like It's like the wrestling version of if you said you had the NBA. It's a big deal. My network has the WWE, the World Wrestling Federation, the symbol of sports entertainment, blah, 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 all that shit. But, you know, just like with regular people, when funds are low or when times are hard, you're not you're going to buy the off brand shit. You're not going to pay for the brand anymore when you know you could get pretty much the same kind of product at the Dollar Tree. Sometimes better. Yeah, so now people are becoming smart, which they should have never done. They should have never had, I mean, I know there's a lot of hindsight is twenty twenty here, but they should have never had a shitty product. They should have never booked badly. They should have never not pushed the younger guys. They should have never charged a lot of hard, high prices. They should have never paid people like Goldberg and Lesnar a lot, a lot of money and then not have money for their other talent. They should have never released their talent. You know, there's so much at this point. There's such a fucking roadmap of disaster that it's not even like one thing anymore that I could say. Like, what are they going to do? What the fuck are they going to do? crash and burn you know it's, it's it's crazy to watch this and everybody's always talking about how they'll always be here don't take that shit for granted our civilization hasn't even been here but a few hundred years <laughs> you know and and civilizations that have lasted longer than ours have fallen 
So that's dark, I know. Oh, uh, it's reality. What's up, 716 Playboy? How are you doing today? What's up? But yeah, I mean, it's it's like I've even said for long, like long when this stuff started, even before AEW showed up. Eventually, it's going to get to the point where the name is not going to mean shit anymore. In fact, at this point, it for me personally, it's gotten to the point where when I hear the w, when I hear the name WWE tied to it, I instinctively look the other way because of what this place does now. This is the place that won't pick what well, won't push a guy like Ricochet, who at this point has video game cheat code levels of athleticism. But yet they'll put they'll push over Goldberg, who the last time we seen him do his own moves, basically almost killed somebody. And that's bad. That's a really bad thing that's going on there. When you have a company that's doing stuff like that and they're not really caring. And King Quest, you just reminded me with the, with the end games of WWE. I need to get that Doctor Strange from when Thanos first puts on the gauntlet. The, we're in the end game now. Like at the, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the movie. I, I totally need that, you know, but, uh, and thank you, Playboy, for the follow. Yes. Thank you, sir, for the follow. The notification, I'll, I'll put it in a minute. I was just, it's delayed here because, uh, I didn't want to interrupt this. And sometimes I turn off our notifications when we're in the middle of a, of a good conversation, but it'll, it'll pop yeah. in, a, in a couple of minutes. Don't worry. We, we got you. But yeah, it's just like at this point at, uh, Playboy, ironically, we were virtually just talking about that. It is right now the savior of the wrestling world. Yeah. We because were just if, we were, if we were, if we were just stuck with WWE, I attacked. Yeah, we were just talking about how a bunch of Sky Networks overseas have dropped WWE for AEW because they they're messing up. They're they're booking like shit. They're not doing the things that they're supposed to do with a company. They're they're jerks. You know, it's like they're getting I mean, everything that 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 they that they deserve at this point. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, we could say whatever we want about the whole Brian Cage thing, but to AEW's credit, they took the chance. They didn't default to the easy stuff. They said, okay, let's see what happens. WWE. You could have so a you perfectly. Know what? You just made the list. Oh no! Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> and there you go. But uh, WWE could have a perfectly easy idea where there's no possible way it could go wrong. But then they'll go, no. But I mean, we could throw this money at Goldberg. Yeah, no, that, it's coming full circle. This this attitude that people are having, which I admit it, I've told you, I've said in the past, and you keep telling me to this day, can I count them out now? If, if, whenever you hear Destin and I talk, I won't let you live and, at the, like and at the end of a story, he goes, can I count them out now? It's because when AEW first started to form, I kept saying, don't count out WWE, though. They're always ready for competition, and they'll always pull things together at the last minute. And then they just kept doing shit, where it was like, well, this week they fucked up again, and then that's to be like, can I count them out now? And it just kept going. And it never got better. And, and, it and, never and that fucking was just a running better. gag. They literally made me eat my words, where it's like, you know what? You gotta count them out now. No, we no, need no, to stop I, acting. I we need to stop acting like it's impossible for this company to not exist at some point. Because it's very possible right now. While, I, while AEW is, to yeah, while AEW is taking stations away from them. Yeah. And AEW, like uh, Playboy said, he also believes AEW is carrying wrestling right now. When it comes to the bigger brands out here, out here, pretty much. Like, oh yeah. How many ideas have WWE stolen from and then failed with, with uh, AEW? Where we have AEW killing it. Exactly. So that's what Vince said in this quarterly meeting or whatever, this annual stockholders meeting about his excuses as to that, that they're trying to raise younger talent. Yeah, we just watched Ricochet and everybody else get job out. And week after week, the talent gets older and older. So he's yeah. bullshitting his 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 investors. And, and it's you like when what? you look at the WWE championship scene, Drew's the younger talent. 
Yeah. They're doing so great that, that they all dropped a bunch of stock, by the way. Kevin Dunn dropped 21,809 shares of stock about a week ago. And that's a million, a million dollars. It's over a million dollars in stock. Vince McMahon comes in at second place. He dropped 12,762 shares at 590,000 in stock, almost 600,000 in stock. Stephanie, third place, 11,167 shares at $516,000 balance. Triple H with 10,628 shares at 491,000, almost $500,000. So, for a company that's doing so great, they sure are dropping the stock. It's not a good look to me when I see Kevin Dunn, Vince McMahon, Stephanie, and Triple H selling that much stock. And this isn't the first time we've come on here in the past year and talked about them selling a whole fucking bunch of stock. It's happening little by little, but I'm noticing that. And then you hear all these rumors that Fox might buy them and Disney not might buy them and they might be sold. And Vince, in investor meetings, he hasn't taken it off the table. You know? Like he said that they're always open for business. He's never been like, no, absolutely not. I would never sell this company. It's my legacy and blah. No, he's been like, we're always open for business. It wouldn't surprise me if this company winds up getting sold to another company and then they liquidate it or something. And that's if somebody even buys it. King Quest said they're buying AW stock. <laughs> with oh, their, shit. With WWE shares. What a that's what they're using be. the money for. <laughs> we got to get in on this while it's hot, guys. Yeah, exactly. Big Show and Orton. Big Show and Orton were main event, and then we'll, now it's going to be, we'll get into Raw later on, you guys know we do Raw at the end, but Big Show, and uh, now it's going to be Orton and McIntyre in a feud. Nobody, who, who the in fuck went for this? Like, what? And Orton's mutant power is winning titles no matter what, so that's the end of that McIntyre shit. I've never seen Orton feud with somebody and not leave as the world champion. You're screwed, dude. There's no fucking way he's not going to win. He totally is going to win. Anytime I think oh, of Randy oh, Orton oh, in my head, my mental image of him is holding a title, because he always has one. You know what the bad part is? I almost started to say Kofi, but then I was like, no, no, Kofi's, Kofi's one of the guys from back there, too. I, I believe it was Orton who once, didn't he tell, he told someone that they were just keeping the title warm for him, which I believe. He just puts the title on people. They're, like, he considers other people in the company his storage. And whenever he doesn't want to have the title, he just puts it in storage. And now he wants it back. He's going to get Playboy, it. Playboy, if Orton drops that shit to Edge, no, nothing against Edge, that's a night tap. You know what? You You hit the nail on the head, Playboy. That's probably exactly where this is going. Because I don't You're know if right. you heard, they're, you just they're, they're trying to set them up for uh, WrestleMania. You just figured it because, out. I'm, I'm because sure. Because with what, Edge's injury, they can't do SummerSlam. What he just said, I'm sure is the fucking formula. I don't even know why we didn't think about it, but that's exactly what they're going to do. Orton's going to get McIntyre out of there, and then Edge can feud for it, and Edge can be the world champion and have one more run. Play, Playboy, I, I know you're new here. I know, I know this is your first time. I don't usually ask for favors this quickly, but please be here when we talk about WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And remember you said that. All right. My memory is not the best. Oh, it's we'll still kind of we'll remember but no. But yeah, remember it, you said that. It's probably, dude, he's probably right. This is probably Because if happening. it happens, I but swear you know to God, I'm calling it out. If it happens, I we, want him on the show that time. As much as I want to criticize it, though, what will be better at this point? I, I'll take it. I can't think of anything better. I, I'd like Edge to have one more run. There was a point where Edge was SmackDown. No, I do not want Edge versus Brock in any shape or form. I don't want Brock versus anybody anymore. But Edge versus Orton for the title, you know what, man? We have to have it. I mean, there's not much going on. But then again, we've had to have a lot of things, and they've not done it. In an I Quit match, they always have to have a gimmick match from. It'd be yeah, that, that, yeah that's what I heard too, Playboy. It would be interesting to see exactly what they're going to do. But uh, but the funny thing is, like at this point, when we get into the ratings, 
the fall has all has kicked into high gear now. Yeah. We will, but first I want to get into some of their creative ideas before we even get into oh, yeah. everything else. We're do not this. even done dealing with them because <laughs> get this, get this one. So the the new thing, maybe I missed something here. Help me out if I miss something. I don't even know how to explain this. So the fiend. Is this, this is the same thing from last weekend. No, because this is just, I just have a shot of him up on the screen. Oh no! This this comes. This is an exclusive from Ringside News. Steve Carrier brought this up. Oh fuck! So he said, "Did you notice a baby face turn during the Wyatt Swamp fight? We've been told the plan is to push Wyatt's fiend as a baby face, killing other baby faces. This is the kind of gimmick that they can only that can only be pulled off if you're a complete badass, and Bray Wyatt is that badass. So first of all." Did I see what? the did I see the baby face turn during the swamp fight? No. I honestly did not. Did anybody else in here see the, what baby face turned during the swamp fight? He, there was a baby face turn in the swamp fight? So what that, the fuck I, are I, they I'm talking see, about? I'm I'm, I'm, I'm see if I can map this out for myself right now. So uh Braun was the face, Bray was the heel, Bray drowned Braun <laughs> But what but when did Bray turn baby face in the fight that they're talking about? He didn't. At no point. Did he ever do anything that even resembled a face turn? I don't remember seeing a baby face turn, though. And, 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 you know also, and also, I agree. Why would there be a, why is there a necessity for this character to be a baby face? Once again, you know what? There's times I've seen this in the past. Just to play devil's advocate for a minute. There's a few times I've seen this in the past and thought, how's it going to work? And then it would surprise me. Undertaker. Like, I remember when I first saw him as a baby face. I thought, how weird that this guy with this gimmick is a face. But you know what? It it worked, right? For not only did it work, it worked for decades. But it's just different with the fiend, and and like I don't know how you would go from him pulling this dude underwater to a face turn. And you know what the funny thing is? Playboy says I don't see why a baby face turn is necessary. It's even worse when it's a baby face turn that didn't have any semblance of existing. They're gonna ruin this dude, man. It's almost like they can't leave anything alone. He does not need to turn shit. So he that's didn't one of their need creative ideas. The red light. He didn't need any of that shit. Just leave it. So that's one of their their wonderfully, beautifully creative ideas. Oh, my God. The other one of their ideas that we're hearing about, which I'm sure you've already heard about, and I called it when I saw Ron Simmons, is that they're planning on doing some sort of a Nation of Domination reboot. And then Mark Simmons and Mark Henry were somehow brought in to somehow be associated with it. People are assuming Shelton Benjamin, MVP, and uh, that other dude. Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. You know what? When they come up with yep. ideas like this, I kind of find it insulting. I wonder how Triple H would take it if uh Booking decided that they were going to do uh a revamped version of DX. And it would have Cedric Alexander, Ricochet, Mustafa Ali, and Shawn Michaels. Oh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Fuck it. Throw Mojo Raleigh in there, too. Just swing wild. He would probably not want there to be another DX. I think the nation had personality because of the people that. You know what? And the way that it turned out. You just made the list. Oh no! Oh, here we go. Thanks for the follow, Ross from Cultaholic. Is that the not the king guy? Is it? Was it the king? That'd be pretty cool. (laughs) That would be awesome. Anyway, I have no idea. But uh, yeah, that that whole that whole nation of domination thing. Can't we not have that? Just call it something else. Like, why would it need to be the nation? Like, they can't get over as their own thing. Or we could just not have anything like the nation again, <laughs> because the nation was friggin' what years, decades ago. Like, yeah, we don't really need that. Well, thank you for the follow, Ross from Cultaholic. Appreciate you. 
Oh my god! Like this is the problem with this company. Like I, I'm tired of the fucking nostalgia pot. I don't want nostalgia anymore. Okay. Did I hear what Taz Junior said? Is Taz Junior Samoa Joe? I feel oh, Taz, bad. Taz, Taz, and Jr. Oh. <laughs> I read that wrong. I thought he was calling Samoa Joe Taz Jr. Damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> and no King Quest, uh, New Day wasn't supposed to be a new nation. That was literally just those three were like, okay, let us just try this. And if it doesn't work, get rid of us. You know, not for nothing, though, but one of the times that they came out when they first were putting it together, it came out very nation-esque. They, yeah. they had a completely different vibe yeah. to them. And they they looked like they were trying to do a new nation and then they just didn't do it. And I I, I believe I even heard one of them say on a podcast that... uh. The, that was the original plan. It was going to be like a nation thing. So thankfully, it just didn't. Well, they, they want another nation, you know. And you got to, and they, they, you have to understand something. There's, there's a distinguishable difference between the two stables. And when I say the two stables, I mean the nation of domination and the quote unquote nation. And the reason I say that is because during the Attitude Era, uh, or before the Attitude Era, when they had the nation of domination, if you recall who was in it, it was like a very Muslim style black panther-esque group with the colors that they wore and the, the way that they spoke and what they stood for and stuff uh they dropped the of domination at some point once they had the rock and owen hart in there and it sort of became a different thing you know and it almost feels like a lot of these directions they're going in are going more for the nation of domination which is way too dated which is the whole damn reason why it became the nation and, 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 and you're right. They do keep having these guys randomly appearing. And recently on Busted Open, Mark Henry talked about who he would put into the new nation. I didn't hear the whole thing, but I remember they asked him that. These questions coming up and these things that they're doing. Very questionable. Bunch of shit they don't need. Really? It really is. So, uh, yeah. These are some of the plans of the things that they're doing. And that doesn't end there because we're hearing that there have actually been creative changes that we didn't know about up until this point which we have found out about ringside got some exclusives and a few other sheets of reporting that there are two superstars that are part of the writing team on raw and part of the writing team on SmackDown. Yeah. Well, I believe who these two names are. Yeah. One of them being edge. He's actually one of the people that has creative control over raw and the other being Daniel Bryan with creative control over SmackDown. Yeah. Is this going to help? Because we're being told they have significant creative influence. If they haven't started using it, I implore them to start. <laughs> you know? As fast like, as you can. Now's a good time for the for the significant creative influence, please. They joined this writing team apparently a few weeks ago. And uh they're given scripts and they have access to uh the grids and the notes from Vince McMahon's meetings. They're part of the discussions that get pitched to Vince McMahon. They do not have to be in Stanford. They have a setup with, uh, I guess, some sort of a home setup, and they have influence over all their characters. They have a lot of power right now. And you know what? Honestly, it's not to say that either of these guys isn't creative, and it's only been a couple of weeks too soon for us to see how this is going to turn out. I'm more worried about them because that entire office corporate part of WWE can chew you up and spit you out. And I just hope that they don't lose their rapport with this company because they get blamed or have to, to have to basically, you know, fall under the bus for some shit that they had nothing to do with, you know? <sighs> but this is, I guess, part of what they're trying to do to fix things. So, I mean, you got to give them some credit where it's like, all right, we're trying to take guys who we know have the creative mind for the business 
but to what extent like is it gonna work because we still have weird shit like obviously tonight's raw had no reflection of them i don't think no bit. there's a lot of people with animosity though towards the creative over there you know we got freaking aj who's in the company but pissed at paul Heyman. you got the all of those guys who flipped the bird that picture i put up earlier of all the impact guys Heath slater and all these guys all the, the amount of talent they released that they left salty you got the revival um ftr who are who are now they've had nothing but negative things to say they even had an exchange online recently i don't know if you saw what happened with road dog but uh uh i did not it was all it was almost like a contest let's see who could be a bigger dick on twitter because uh sean michael's birthday was a few days ago oh and, wait yeah it's and, and dax hardwood decided to pay tribute to bret hart so he tweets out a photo of himself or, or, or rather of bret hart and it says it's sean michael's birthday here's a picture of the greatest wrestler to ever lace up a pair of wrestling boots which was bret so it was like he's taking a jab at sean michael's on his birthday and then uh yeah, so that came out here. What else did we have here? He so Rusev asked why Hardwood didn't, I guess, tag anyone in this tweet. And then uh Road Dog tweeted out, No guts. Be well, Miro. God bless you, dude. And then Wheeler tweeted, Yeah, man, we're the ones with no guts. Definitely not you. Be well. And then Road Dog tweeted, oh. Definitely not. And then Wheeler tweeted, definitely a good guy that never talked shit about talent as soon as they'd walk away and definitely wouldn't try to bury anyone that disagreed with him. Definitely. And then Rodog tweeted, wow, I thought we were cool. Kind of just ribbon. I see one of us wasn't. My bad, dude. Good luck to y'all. No, Shawn Michaels didn't say anything. He's not in DX anymore. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't see any response from him. You know, I never thought about that correlation, but you're kind of right. Like, you're not in DX anymore. You don't give a shit. <laughs> Oh man, what what is what is gonna happen? It's weird how we spoke years ago on this show about this, about how the landscape would change and uh, how different it would be around this time, and how we'd be talking about completely different things. And we are, we are, but we also spoke about how if WWE didn't get it together, we'd start to look bad. And look, here we are. It's, it's crazy. I we need to start clipping our own stuff and putting it up here about how this shit turns out because it's unbelievable. Yeah, he's a born again Christian. He he's a. <laughs> Which means he's he's guilty of some shit. He's a Christian, damn it! <laughs> not just a regular, but a born again. When, when you're born again, generally, and I'm not trying to stereotype here, but a lot of people when they find religion late in life, it's generally because they 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 are they're recovering from somewhere, or they are they turned the leaf or something. They they weren't. Which I mean, first. which I mean, we knew we know Sean had issues back then. So you wouldn't need to be born again if your first time wasn't botched. <laughs> just based on that logic, right? I'm just saying. There's the respawn buttons there for a reason. No, I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> This isn't PUBG. You come back. Oh, <laughs> I guess. Damn. All right, let's move on. Please, let's move on. Uh, what the hell is this that's on my desk here? This is a story. Uh, oh, God is loud. Sorry. So Stephanie McMahon, she spoke about health insurance and things that were going on. Uh, she was on a show called Ad Age. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Ad Age. Never Nobody's heard of ever heard of it. You don't have to act like you have. It's okay. I don't know what the hell this is. Either. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to act like I know what's going on. All right. Let me, I'm going to get to the part here where she talks about the health insurance for you guys. Agent with brands and agencies. So you have a question from Philo on Facebook. What kind of ongoing health insurance and medical coverage, mental and physical, does WWE provide for all talent, current and retired? So our talent are all independent contractors. So we actually don't provide medical insurance for our talent. Um, we do, however, have um, we do have 
Uh, I'm not sure how we, you know, position it in terms of we pay for all injuries, any surgeries or anything related to any in-ring injuries. But we also have substance and abuse um, protocols that we have for our talent, both current and retired. So anyone who has ever had um, any issues with, um, you know, drug and alcohol abuse, etc., they can be a part of this program. And that's them, not us, by the way. We may have. Doctor who speaks with our superstars and can then help, you know, direct them into to the right place for them and their communities. Um, and WWE itself for our employees, obviously, we do have, you know, health and medical and and uh, overall wellness and mental health. And obviously, you have the employees and the crew that are working directly on site to tape, but you have plenty of other rep- employees who I'm sure are still working remotely. How is that going? And, and what does that look like for the company? We don't care about that. She also just spoke about uh, the the way that they do the COVID testing and the protocols with the COVID. So I linked you guys to the entire thing. And it's also on social media for those listening on iHeartRadio and iTunes and stuff. But yeah, it's about I don't know, almost a half an hour. But, you know, just a little insight until... <laughs> He's just listening to her talk just make me so fucking mad. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just surprised in that clip she didn't talk about how much she contributed to the women's evolution. I still can't stand that. I still can't stand that. But it's funny because at the same time that they talked about all these protocols and stuff, I wish we had the time to play it all on here. And she talked about how people are able to come in voluntarily and not everybody has to come in. But according to Fightful.com, they were saying that uh, there are people that do have to come in. That's not everybody. That some people in WWE have the right to opt out, which we spoke about on here before. But there are people who you are not in a position to say you're not coming to work. You know, they don't talk about those people. You know, Fightful said that there was one person who told WWE that they won't be doing the tapings. But then there were others who were told that they didn't have a choice. So it's funny how they always make it sound publicly like, oh, you know, you don't have to come to work. But they never mention it. And then let's not forget that they're good at gagging their uh, wrestler, gag ordering them. Where it's like the wrestlers are probably not allowed to speak up about the fact that they don't have a choice. Just like you're not allowed to speak up about if you were infected. So you can't say shit. So you'll never know who those people are. Unless, of course, they get released, which is why they don't release a lot of people lately. But, you know, they're, they're gag ordering people. And basically, we're not privy to the information of the ones that are essentially forced to these tapings. So when you see people out there during these shitty Raws that should be on a sabbatical and these shitty Smackdowns, don't assume that these are the guys who are passionate about this that are stepping up. There might be some. I'm not saying that there aren't. But there's also a chance that these are people who literally their jobs and their careers were on the line. They were not given an option to stay home. Just like the way she tap danced around that independent contractor shit. That's kind of what I feel like happened with the COVID thing. Where it's like there are people who you were watching entertain you almost against their will. And that's kind of dark when you think about it. Like, at and what, then they wonder ex- why so many people over there are sick. Yeah. At what expense are we going to have entertainment that we're allowing people to be forced to literally dance like puppets? Because can you imagine working for this company at this point and you're someone who doesn't want to be involved in the risk of getting sick, but you, you're not high enough on the card and you have to show up there and do your intro and shit and smile and everything. In the meantime, you're dying on the inside. You know, a lot of these people have families and kids at home, relatives. They may not want to have that risk. It's just crazy to me to think that there are a group of people out there who are being forced to dance for us in front of the fucking television. And we're sitting here taking it up um, num, 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 and taking their content. Um, num, num. It's literally it's making me sick. It's literally making me sick to this point. And I've told you guys before, if it wasn't for the fact that we have such a great community, like I said, since 2014, we've been doing this. If it wasn't for the fact that we hang out with you guys for all these years. 
I, I don't I don't know if I would still be watching. You know what I mean? You guys have followed us from chat room to chat room, from platform to platform. We were think about all the years we were we were regulars on Mixer, and unfortunately now we're we're trying to recatch our footing after everything that happened. And you guys followed us, and a lot of the listeners on demand and stuff. So I feel like it's cool that we all have this gathering, and it's almost like the wrestling becomes an excuse. But the more we look at it, the more shitty the wrestling part of this is. At least when it comes to WWE. Like, we have a good time when we talk about AEW or New Japan or even Impact recently when we talked about their pay-per-view. It's fun. But whenever we talk about these guys, it's the absolute shits. Yep. So, those tapings are not voluntary. On the other hand, you have people like Jericho, who uh, he recently postponed his rock and rage and wrestling or whatever you call it, cruise, because of COVID. Yeah, you know? we wanted to make sure the a cruise isn't worth getting people sick. WWE. He said, uh, after cancel consideration and caution for everyone's health and safety, we have made the difficult but necessary decision to postpone the triple whammy. We will now sail October 21st through 25th, 2021 from Miami, Florida to Grand Bahama Island. That is what he's doing. Like, like Stacey said, cause he's, cause he's responsible. Postponed it over a year. Oh, we're going to get into the Jeff Hardy cause, cause unfortunately we still have to go over Raw and SmackDown to my freaking dismay here. But so here's this, the rock and the, the Jericho's rock and wrestling triple whammy has been postponed, right? Because of the safety, like he tweeted there. Yep. At the same time, according to Mike Johnson of PW Insider, WWE is con- amazing. WWE is considering having some slam on a boat. <laughs> you can't make this up, Dustin. They're considering at the same time. <laughs> when I saw it. At the same the time, Jericho cancels his cruise. These motherfuckers are considering doing some slam on a boat. When I saw it, I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to look at this until we get on the fucking show because I refuse to believe this is a reality until I hear Rick say SummerSlam is going to be on a boat. AEW's trying to do the right thing and fucking Shinra, Umbrella, Wolferman Hart over here is going to have a boat. With who on it? Like, what? Everybody. Everybody. They'll let them drown at sea. It couldn't be more polar opposite. Think about the way we, we handled this in New York, the way we flattened the curve to the point where no one's sick. And they did the opposite, and everyone's sick where they are, and now they're going to get on a boat. All I'm saying, you know what? I didn't do it, didn't do it now. Can I count them out yet? <laughs> oh, God. And, and just for the record, during the Stephanie McMahon bit, if anybody ever told me to go, oh, hell yeah, that's like a, what? Three, four month long bit, and it's never stopped being funny. No, it was older than that, but yeah, from the Stone Cold Skype. Yeah, yeah. When, when Stone Cold came out on Skype, like I pointed out the fact that the last bit sounded like it was just piped in because like the audio count. That motherfucker came and talked about some oh, her, her, her. Starring, like, starring, starring Repo Man and King Kong, Diesel <laughs> Slam on a boat. I just can't believe that it was the timing of their stuff is so scumbaggy, right? Like. And, and, you know, in their mind, it's like, oh, Jericho's not doing his cruise. Here's our chance. I wish we didn't do the post shows because I would, uh, I would cancel the now because I'm only using it for the pay-per-views, you know? I should watch that Undertaker thing you watch just to get my money's worth from this shit. Oh, yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> I only watched the first uh, episode. Uh, I'm telling you, like, just, just binge it. Like, it's just... Yeah, I don't know how you got through all of that. I watched the, the first one that I watched. It was kind of like I, I'm just not that nostalgic towards him right now. I feel like I've seen yeah. enough on. He hasn't been gone long enough for me to feel that nostalgia that they wanted me to feel with that story. For for, for me, I think it was cool just hearing the stories. I think I was the part I enjoyed more than anything else, and hearing things from his point of view. We don't usually get too many journeys inside the mind of the man. So yeah. 
Well, let's look at some good news here, if there even is any. I think you'll like this. This sounds exciting. Let's move the fuck away from talking about them. Yeah. This is our opportunity. They asked me, now what makes a champion? To rise up and show the world what we are made of. Who will step up? Who will step up? Who will step up? Who will become allies? We know we can stand on our own. But can we work together? The best team will win this. This summer, 16 women, eight teams. AEW presents the Women's Tag Team Cup Tournament, the deadly draw. That's right, that's what champions look like. I I only got one question for you, Dustin. Shoot. You you want to let Bianca host this one? <laughs> you better find her a fucking co-host. That's all I know. <laughs> fucking see if you can get Jordan to do it. I, no. So even though we have the WWE Women's Evolution not coming back for the foreseeable future, which by the way it probably will now. Now that they see this, now they'll, because they kept saying, nah, we don't think we're going to bring it back. Now they'll probably do it. But for the time being, since it's not coming back for the foreseeable future, at least AEW is doing something. And it's a women's thing, but it's a tag thing. So it's different. It's not exactly like the women's evolution. So I appreciate that. That's a bit of originality to it. Um, now here's the problem. Aside from the, the concept, and we've talked about this before, you know, we're not one of those shows that, uh, lets anything just be blindly put over. The women's division is fucking terrible. It has been terrible for a really long time. And although it has gotten better from when we were talking about how terrible it is, it has by no means gotten good enough that you can have a tag tournament and it not be shite. We see botches and, and, and inconsistencies with those guys all the time. And unfortunately, because of Kenny Omega's influence, they, they have this thing about pushing the little Japanese women where it's like it doesn't work. The only way for you to do that, and I've said this on here before, is if your Japanese women are convincing badasses. Not every woman who's a Japanese person is automatically a badass. That's as bad of a stereotype as thinking that anyone of Asian descent knows Kung Fu when you see them. You know what I mean? Like Exactly. The difference between them and people like Asuka and Io Shirai and Kairi Sane is that they are legitimate badasses. It's not just a gimmick. They've always been that way. You know, and it's not because of their origin or anything or because of their nationality, you know? So they just happen to be Japanese women that are badasses. You can't just take any Japanese woman like that. That the one they had before Riho, like she we've talked about how small of a champion are you going to be sizes and everything. But it is something right. Like she was really yeah. small where it was kind of like it was distractingly Tiny. small. It was like, how in the hell are you doing anything? You know, bulk up a little bit. This is less believable than cheeseburger. <laughs> Shit. And I like cheeseburger. He's great. But this was less believable than that. Oh, man. But at least we're getting something different, you know? Yeah. See, they're trying new stuff. Yeah. and that's Actually me, trying. Yeah. And that, to me, is what matters more than anything. You know? that, 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 I think that's why I don't give, give them as much slack when, when they do stuff that doesn't work. Because at least I see the effort to try it. But you just don't want to make... You don't want to stink up the product, you know? And I hate to say yeah. it about the girls because they seem like they're trying. But you don't want to have a pay-per-view... This is the, this is like the, the biggest risk they've taken, whether you realize it or not, because oh, yeah. there's a chance that this pay-per-view can suck. And we've never had to say that about something with AEW or a tournament or whatever it is. There's a chance this might not be good because the talent isn't at the same tier as the guys are right now. And they don't need a company's brand new to have the stigma that their women's division suck because we know it now. But let's not forget where, you know, if you're listening to a wrestling podcast, you're probably 
more of a hard, hardcore fan than the kind of people that are the majority demographic. Most people that are not listening to wrestling podcasts and assessing the moves in the business are not aware that the women suck. Even if on a subconscious level, they're not entertained by the women matches as much as the guy matches. It's not in a perceivable level the way we do it. However, if you have a pay-per-view that's terrible, you're going to get that stigma, even with your casual demographic, and that's going to fuck you up, you know? So they need to polish their division a little bit more before they uh, decide what's going to happen here as far as tournaments and pay-per-views with these girls. Nyla Rosen's. I thought he just threw two names out there. That's it's Nyla Rose and Sonny Kiss teaming up. No, he didn't throw two names out there. I know what he did. But yeah, yeah, oh... <laughs> oh, I just caught it. You ain't shit. You ooh. <laughs> oh, smart ass. <laughs> At least that was funny. Because, <laughs> you know, we laugh around here and it's actually funny. Yeah. Subtlety. I mean, did I share the link to that cup tournament thing? Yeah, I did. Yes, there you did. Okay, cool. But yeah, in other AEW somewhat news, Mike Tyson is less likely to show up there. And I think you know the reason why. Yep. So Mike Tyson is going to be returning just like everything else from our childhoods seems to be returning. Like nothing, no one can invent anything cool. I feel so bad for people that grew up in like the last decade and a half, couple of decades. No one can invent anything cool anymore. It's just everything we experienced again, either older or rebooted. Cause now Mike Tyson, I thought this was a joke is going to be fighting you too. He's going to be fighting Roy Jones Jr. He's returning to the ring, 54 years old. Roy Jones Jr. in an eight-round exhibition match. Damn. Yeah, damn indeed. Like, what is going on here? What's that going to look like? I mean, we did play that one clip that one time of Tyson training. I mean, yeah, Tyson still looks fucking scary. So. Yeah, a couple of months ago, he still looks like he's in great shape. But it's just weird, right? Like, did you yeah. ever think that you'd be watching in 2020 Mike Tyson fight Roy Jones Jr.? I feel like, I feel like Tyson was a big thing before my time and it's like i'm I'm freaking watching mike tyson a, a freaking promotional information for mike tyson versus roy jones while seeing trailers <laughs> for bill and ted and the matrix what fucking years that i have bobby lashley <laughs> and mvp you know what i like what are we is this 2020 still i don't know anymore randy orton's challenge for the wwe championship we're probably gonna win the bitch while punting people in the head like, I feel like I've done all this before. The worst case, like deja vu ever. Yeah, right? It's like a gigantic deja vu, like a decade-long one. Except it's even worse because you can clearly tell things are different. Yeah, you really can. So it wouldn't be a modern episode of Talk Brunch if we didn't talk again in some way about the uh, speaking out stuff, right? That's Destin's favorite. Oh, uh, yeah. So in this case, we're going to be discussing Michael Elgin, which, uh, as you guys know, I think we've gone over everyone at this point. He was one of the people that was accused in the speaking out allegations. I'm not going to once again go into my elaborate thing about proof or doubt, but I am going to say that my opinion still stands where we can't blindly accuse everyone because it's just dangerous, even if there's a 95% chance that most people that are accused are guilty. There's still a 5% chance 
that you might be fucking up somebody's life with a false accusation like what they did to angry joe recently and what a lot of other people have gone through on here or even what uh it looks like to me matt riddle as far as i'm concerned watching his proof he proved him he proved his innocence in my opinion and the same thing goes for even joey ryan when we sat here i, I sat and i watched that whole one hour video and even if i don't like his dick stuff and everything i'm not gonna just point fingers at this guy and say well he's a rapist or whatever or anything like that because uh really the the compelling amount of evidence that these guys have had to the contrary of being anything like that is just too much and that doesn't mean and again that doesn't mean that these things don't happen and that people aren't victims of of attacks and stuff i'm just saying that i would prefer to take it in a case-by-case basis than to automatically just blame and accuse anyone who gets pointed out and because i've said that and because i've taken that stance i've gotten heat for it just like many other stances i've taken i've gotten heat where people get pissed because i guess the way we're supposed to have mob mentality if you hear that somebody did something then automatically we're supposed to immediately rally behind having them canceled off of everything which is fucking bullshit okay because there's no way to know so now what's happening is a lot of these people are speaking up a lot of the people they're being accused michael elgin is one of the people that has recently done so he put out some emails where he said, I was going to wait, but I have a son. Young family members that look up to me. So I have to make things public. I was hoping the proper channels, the proper channels will. They have been sent to my employer and attorney. Oh my God, this is long. Uh, let's see what the hell. There's no way for me to summarize this either. I'm choosing to not go back and forth with people. I'll make it very clear as to why I had a public fight against accusations. If I had any concern, I had ever done anything like su such accusations. I would not have spent my savings I put away from my son's college to fight in court. I did so because I and and now many people hurt and, and that thought and that thought these claims were true found out was lies. That is very interesting sentence structure there. When these things came out recently, I was told they would be looked into. In bed, got any further info. I had to get info so that I could provide answers for the people who support me, the people who are close to me. The, the world is in a weird spot. Yes, I do truly feel believing victims is just, is the right thing to do. But with all the, but with all of us feeling this, it does allow some people to twist stories or suggest something was much worse than it was. Now I think this is a very, very rare occurrence. Such a small select view would do this. But when something is said that's untrue, what opinions do we have to combat that? We can stay silent, but then the public feels that determines guilt. You speak up, you're attacking people. You take them to court, and that is ridiculed. You have no options. But I will not let false things harm myself or the people I love. Now, I have my faults. I've not, I've not always made wise decisions, but I did not do anything to harm myself or my ability to raise my son. When that is being attacked, you have to make choices. I've made the choices I had to for my future, but most importantly, my son's future. For anyone who has had to deal with such trauma that has been presented, I'm sorry. I know no one, no one's words will ever take the pain away. People deserve to be heard. They deserve due process, but due process is very important for everyone involved. But no matter what I say or anything else, it's attacked. But silence was no longer an option. Everyone deal with what you have to deal with in any way that helps and have a great day. So uh, he spoke out there. I don't know what your what's your opinion on that. I mean, the man kept 
kid a hundred, you know, like he does have a family. He has a lot of stuff he needs to think about, but yeah, it, it sucks the way this thing has become. And it sucks that like guys like the Michael, like the Michael Elgins, like they said in the chat room, a great, fantastic talent have to deal with this stuff just because of a hashtag, you know, like, yeah. And again, this isn't, this is not being unsympathetic towards victims it's being skeptical like you should be towards any information that you were given until you know all the information let the authorities sort it or whatever and i feel bad for a lot of these guys that might be telling the truth michael elgin it's still subjective he didn't really present any evidence to the contrary he just said hey i didn't do it but i'm fucked no matter what i say but a lot of the other people that we've spoken about have really presented evidence you know yeah I mean, unfortunately, the one thing he does when he says that, the one thing where he makes a good point about that is that there's, we've seen it with the Hogan racism stuff. There's people who won't budge no matter what you do. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't. If you have evidence that proves you didn't do something, that doesn't mean you don't bring it forward. But I can understand where he's coming from at that point. Who's Tomas? Oh, Tomaso Champa. He's yes. a Tomas. Oh yeah, since his, <laughs> I was confused as fuck too. I was like, wait, what <laughs> Yeah, since his debut, since both of their debuts, as a matter of fact, in Ring of Honor, those have been Stasis' favorite wrestlers. Yeah, I wound up uh, discovering Elgin after he came back from I think it was a neck injury, right? Yeah, yeah, I wound up discovering after that, and I wound up going back and watching him. I was like, this motherfucker's hitting like forty-five power bombs back to back. What kind of shit is this? But yeah, it's like it's. I love it, the spinning, that, that spinning back fist that he does to set it up. It just looks so nasty. I love, like, it's literally, it's the greatest combo if you've ever seen in your life. It's a spinning back fist into, what, a regular power bomb, and then a buckle power bomb, and then a spinning power bomb. And I'm sitting there going, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I love that finish. He doesn't still do that? I th- No, I think he still does it. Yeah, yeah actually, yeah, because I've seen him do it in Impact. Yeah, that was great. But yeah, since back when he had hair, since, since back when he had hair and he was in the top prospect tournament with a with Champo, I believe, was that same class. Like, she's been a fan of both of them. It's kind of funny because one journey turned out good for you as a fan, Stasis, because you were, the guy became the top guy. Like, who would have thought that that guy you were following way back when would turn out to be the, the NXT champion and have that cool run and everything? Your other guy, not the so only much. The NXT boy. champion that never lose the title, which uh, recently on WWE's YouTube, they posted that match. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Your other boy here, not so much. He, I mean, he's had an okay yeah. career. I can't believe he went to Impact. But... <laughs> I mean, he could have been worse. He could have gone to WWE. Well, this impact released him. Yeah. yeah. This impact was like, nah, we're not chasing. That sucks. But then again, then again, maybe it was the lack of evidence, too. Like, the fact that like, he didn't bring anything up. I don't where know. It's like, like, where it's like an example of Matt Riddle. Riddle just laid it out there for them ahead of time. Like, hey, this chick is crazy, so. Yeah, I guess it depends on how you handled it. Yeah. I mean, Ring of Honor themselves, at least according to Brian Alvarez, he's saying that uh, Ring of Honor has said that their parent company, Sinclair, is glacially slow when it comes to handling these kind of investigations. And it's also kind of been thrown out there that Ring of Honor is hoping that people forget about these allegations. So there's a possibility that they may not be an investigation. They're just going to keep procrastinating. Which, you know, I don't think that's a terrible idea either. I kind of feel like that's what AEW did, but in a more classy way. Like it didn't, like the fact that Sammy Guevara, we're going to get into that later on, but the fact, spoiler alert, the fact that he returned tells me that they really just wanted to do this you know they were like look man take a couple of weeks off this shit will blow over 
and come back. Because if they really wanted to suspend that dude, he wouldn't have come back as fast as he did. No, he was not going long. Nope, not at all. Not at all. All right, well, you know what? Even though we have still still a bit of news here, we got to talk about the weeklies because it is getting late. Later than we would like it again. We wouldn't want any uh, any other uh, groups to, to poke fun at the fact that we have so much content that we go on too long. I'm saying, give me a reason. I'll add some more. I swear to God, nigga. <laughs> it's kind of funny how they, they they talk about the length of our show and then they 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 do their 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 longest one ever with the bulk of it being about us. It's like oh, a whole two hour segment, Jesus, and their own bullshit and problems. Like that must have been real entertaining for the listener. <laughs> Was he listening though? All right, well, let's talk about the weeklies before we wrap up here. AEW Wednesday Night Wars. We're gonna start with AEW. Let's get let's get Michael Elgin off of the screen now. Um, right. The show opens with Cody Rhodes versus Fat Eddie Kingston. Good God, what happened to him? Yo. The Taco Bell hit that man harder than anything in this match. Dude, I can't <laughs> believe the physical shape that he was in. Like, Did he gas like five minutes into this match? I think he did. Eddie Kingston was so fat that I thought Double A was going to marry him. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even laugh. I just, I fucking, I got wow. Like he was just so big that I thought they were gonna put a a, a gown on him and give him a Florida wedding. Goon and Google. That motherfucker was TLC fat. Like, damn. Oh god. <laughs> you but uh. What I like about this was that it kept the uh, theme of when Impact said, well, I mean, Jesus Christ, when um, <laughs> the last time I saw Eddie Kingston was fucking Impact, when AEW said anybody can come in, they literally meant anybody. And yeah. what I don't mean like Eddie Kingston, anybody, I mean, if you're not even signed and you want to show up and fight yeah. for this thing, you can. Yeah, literally, like someone off the sidewalk, because that's what he was at this point. Yeah, I'm fucking right as well, but... You know, <laughs> but check this out. Because there was a thumbtack spot, which we got here. Trying to get Kingston up. Both men teetering. Kingston goes out the, out the back door, though. And a big shot. Oh, my God. Is he going to powerbomb him on the tags? Oh, no. Oh, no. Almighty. Oh, no. For the love of God, thumbtacks. For the love of God. He's bleeding from the mouth. He's got thumbtacks all over his arms, his lower back. Look at that. Good God. I think that was Cody's first thumbtack spot. It's a good thing that it was him that took it because if it was um Eddie Kingston, he would want. That shit in the chat room, I fucking lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I when you said it, I was so sad he didn't go to tax. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, but oh, like man. Eddie rolled his knee like early in this fucking match. Like, oh, I'm wondering, man. was he like shoot hurt? Like, Stacey said she heard Scott Steiner in her head say "fat asses." Oh my god, Sky Sky was probably having a fucking aneurysm watching this shit. Oh my god, we gotta get that fat asses thing now. We really do. Man, there's so much shit we gotta get. Yeah, we really do. We don't have the time tonight though. But we'll get it. <laughs> so yeah, he takes that nasty palm bomb onto the tax. Thankfully it didn't deflate Eddie. <laughs> yeah, they uh they kicked the shit out of each other in this one though. This one was quite physical. Yeah, for sure. It was it, it it was a nice change of pace when it comes to the style though, because like 
Cody's been facing a lot more like athletic people versus just like like down and gritty style like Eddie Kingston. Like even before he got fat, like Eddie was always just kind of like grounded and just smash mouth. So yeah, but you know what? Kingston has has a fucking gut. Like oh he should just God. he should not be out there. This isn't ECW. There, there's people that are big like Kevin Owens, but wear it well that you could tell her that's their shape, but they're in shape. And then there's just they kind of like it, it even out kind of nice. And then it's just and then there's just sloppy people. It's this muffin top. This, this isn't me fat shaming. This is a uh, me slop shaming because you can tell when someone's a bigger person that works out, like even Naya, you know, or someone who's trying to be conscious about their health from a sloppy fat person. And I hate to say, but the healthier you are, the more you'll be able to identify sloppy people. And that gets on my nerves. Like, I kind of think you can be whatever shape you are. But even if you're big, trust me, someone can tell the difference between you're big, but you take care of yourself and you're big, but you just don't give a shit. And he's just crossing that line where he just doesn't look that good. You know, the tax were more a threat to Cody than 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 Fat Eddie was. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. And then what was the shit that, what, did JR make that shit up or was that actually part of the story that he sold his wrestling shoes to have this match or something like that? Did I hear this correctly? He, he, he said something like he sold his wrestling boots to pay his mortgage. I don't know. Like he was on his, like they were trying to give us the spin that this man was on his last leg, which is really interesting to do. But it was kind of like this guy, this is his last stop in life, which when you think about it, that's a really fucking depressing story i wonder how much of it is uh, did they work themselves into a shoot but they you know i'm listening to jaron the whole match is about how this guy has basically sold everything this is his last hope he put everything that he has into winning this and then at the end it was even sad because when he lost he was like sitting on the ground and shit and he was distraught which they did deliberately after telling me for fucking 20 minutes about how screwed he is and you know what, Playboy? I've never been too much of a fan. I didn't like that mask shit. What was that thing that they used to do? Him and Homicide? Oh, you know, that thing with him, James Storm, and Brian, the fucking DDC or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But before that, they had it in Ring of Honor, and it was him and Homicide. Oh, God, I don't even remember that, because I, I remember him being in Ring of Honor. Yeah, I remember no, Homicide being in That's there, where it right? came from. It was Homicide and him, and they would come out with suits and fucking masks, and they would fuck people up. And then... I think they did something similar in TNA. But they kind yeah, of they did the same bit. thing in Impact, except it was him, James Storm, and Bram. But I didn't I didn't like it in Ring of Honor. And uh, I even remember, that was back when I used to speak to Conan regularly. Like, I remember having a conversation with him on Twitter where I was like, dude, do you see this shit that, uh, that fucking Homicide is, is doing with, with fucking Eddie Kingston with these masks? And he was like, yeah, you know, Court Bauer told me, he was like, Court told me that they, about the angle that they were going to be doing and shit. And I just remember thinking, this is fucking weird. I was used to like the regular homicide, you know, it wasn't, I didn't really give a fuck what Eddie Kingston was doing, but it was the regular homicide that was now this weird mask shit. And, uh, aside from the gimmicks and the weird stuff that that guy always has, um, I don't know. He, again, he's not, he's not in, in great shape. I'm just not an Eddie Kingston guy right now. Yeah. He needs to, uh, I've enjoyed his promo work more than his in-ring stuff. Well, lucky for you, I might be able to scratch that itch because he did did some sort of post shit here. See what the hell this is. Eddie, tonight you lost against Cody for the TNT Championship. Wow. How are you feeling? Can't say Rhodes. Let me, uh, let me gather my Must have been a botch on her. I learned a long time ago. In this, <laughs> in this life, uh, you never lose. You learn. And uh, 
I learned tonight that Cody was the better man. He was a better grappler. He was a better, better fighter. But just tonight, I've been doing this for a very long time. I'm not gonna say the year, the number, all that jazz, because that's just pitiful to say, in my opinion. My humble opinion. But, uh, I have nothing else in this life that I love doing. So whether AEW brings me back or not, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going and, and, until the wheels fall off because I have nothing else but this. I chose to have nothing else but this. Cody, you were the better man tonight. I give you that, no excuses, man. You were. But, uh, <laughs> I'm not stopping. I'm gonna learn and move forward. That's because that's, that's all I can do. And, uh, man, that's it. I'm just gonna, I gotta walk away, man, because I'm, I, I'm, I learned. I'm gonna move on. <clears throat> I'll be back. All right, I'll be back. Okay. Uh, maybe not his best promo work? Yeah, that one was. <laughs> He's not that good on the mic. I don't really pay attention to him too often, but that definitely did nothing for me. There was a lot Ugh. of pausing in there, too. He almost started to sound like Slow EC. Oh, God. No, he wasn't that bad. He'll never get that bad. That sounded like a normal pace for a normal human being. He wasn't in bullet time that whole promo. So. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not, I, I definitely not feeling anything with him, to be honest with you. Yeah, I've heard a lot better from him before. Yeah, that was definitely not his best. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels like they're just throwing anybody out there. And you know what? For Cody, you shouldn't have bad Eddie. I hate to say it, but you shouldn't have fat Eddie Kingston out there with one of your champions that looks like Cody does right now. If you're trying to emphasize that anybody can have the title, that's not the way to do it. You know, it, it, he didn't leave a good impression, and it doesn't look good nowadays. This is not fucking 1998 where you could just be hardcore and look like shit. I lived those years and I appreciated them and you, you don't need that now. Oh yeah. Wait a minute. Cause I've heard Mia Yim talk about the fact that she was abused by a past person. Is that, is that who she was talking about? Is that what you're saying? She, yeah, she never, whole, she never did mention who the person was. Her whole backstory was surviving and escaping abuse. Are, are you saying that that was the person, Eddie Kingston? I don't want to put that out there if that's not accurate. Cause I remember hearing her say right. that though and I always wondered who it was. No fucking way. I, I wonder if that's what it was. I don't know. I have no idea. Who knows? Oh, you also had Jeff and what else? I'm not going to talk about everything for the weeklies. I'm just going to toss out shit that I remember. But yeah, you had MJF shitting on who was that? Griff Garrison? They called him Jungle Man. Yeah. He called him Jungle Man. They, you really he called him Jungle Man. He's the Ivy League MVP apparently. I'm fucking yeah. Britt it Baker was... <laughs> is so much fun. The role model Britt Baker comparing herself to Rocky beating Drago in Rocky Four, and then went on to compare herself to Michael Jordan returning to the NBA with the Washington Wizards, to which Tony Schiavone interrupts to say the Wizards never made it to the playoffs. <laughs> and then she looks at him and goes, why are you being such an asshole, Tony? <laughs> that shit was crazy. And then Rebby rebel reba makes shit worse because she she talks about uh how michael jordan 
is good because she sees she watches Space Jam and he always beats the monsters. And then Brit's like, now I gotta start all over. And she looks straight uh-huh. into she looks straight into the camera and she goes, I'm Michael Jordan. Don't count me out. <laughs> and that was like the whole <laughs> promo. And the camera just cut off. Dude, I lost it. That was epic. She's so fun. <laughs> I don't know how they don't corpse during that kind of stuff, man, because that was golden. Uh, oh, what else? What God. else happened? Yeah, Taz, who was explaining uh, the business decision, right? Of, uh, yeah. of Brian Cage's towel, because Taz explains that in his career, he had his bicep torn twice and he doesn't want the same fate for Cage. And he says that now Cage will never be in that position again. This turns into a whole bunch of stuff somehow. Darby Allen comes out and he's fighting with, with Cage, but then Ricky Starks. Tries to take yeah, he's, out. He, he's joined up with those two, and he why? hit Darby hard. Yeah, but why? What? What the fuck? What do we need him for? <sighs> Give him something to do. With you. I, don't I don't know. But yeah, yeah, Darby took a hard hit when he came out. Yeah, and you got Moxley who came in for the save. Yeah, and next week we get a uh, Cage and Starks versus Moxley and Allen. Yeah, let's see how that works out. Which? How do you wind up with those being the matches? Hey, who knows. <laughs> I guess just just to have it, right? This is too bad. Yeah, yeah, should be entertaining. But uh, one thing that was for me on a personal note, which was fun, was uh, we got two uh, a couple of debuts. We got Diamante and Ivalice, who what's cool, even though they were opponents in this match, was Diamante wound up going over what I believe was a small package on the Indies. They are a tag team known as Las Cicalas, uh-huh. and I've been watching Ivalice for. Quite a far. I know you. I knew you saw her as Sofia Cortez in FCW, but I've been watching her. She was actually one of the people who was in Lucha Underground from day one. Yeah, and yeah, and I knew it her was. As, I knew Evelisa Sofia Cortez in NXT. Yeah, yeah, these two had a great. I mean, being familiar with each other, they definitely had no problem kicking the shit out of each other. But two, uh, two really good additions to the AEW's women roster. So. I'm hoping that when they do this tournament, I'm hoping they put that team back together. Yeah, Diamante had a lot of uh momentum because she was an impact part of LAX for a while and I remember it's kind of funny her momentum got killed because they brought her over to NXT for a one-off against and Asuka. Asuka murdered her and Asuka really fucked her up like really really badly like she ruined that girl this was one of those somebody stopped the match ass whoopings yeah it was Rocky versus Drago <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah. if she died, and, she and, died. and she knocked the momentum out of her because it was kind of like how are you gonna have that tough gimmick in your mask and shit and then this girl just came out and she she killed you just fucking thunderclapped you like <laughs> you know so um yeah it's good to see both of them there those, those are some tough mean looking facial expressions oh, those two have right? dude it was it was a contest of, <laughs> of, of physicality and chins and jaws like they both have that batman the animated series jawline shit going where like <laughs> It was like I don't know. Okay, yeah, those, that's a that. Those are two smash mouth additions to that roster. Tough, nasty. God, nasty God help them. God help them if they reunite Las Cicalas on the fucking tag tournament. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what else happened in this that was of relevance? You had the Young Bucks against the Butcher and Blade. Falls count anywhere, and they started in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So that super kick, I don't know why I like this, but that super kick that Blade got where like he was like laid out and then like his body just went up the escalator. I really enjoyed. 
<laughs> it was like a it was like a Looney Tunes super kick. Just because he kicked him and he's like slumped. And he over. just used to go over. And then he just starts seeing him go away. <laughs> like that was a good spot. I just like that. You know, <laughs> the the whole thing was uh was alright. You know what though? And I hate to say, it, but I'm gonna have to call him because I watched and I waited before I said it. But Blade is bad. Um, that's yeah, a problem. He's... His offense kind of sucks. His his midsection yeah, yeah, strikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the fat, the fat one, right? Uh, no, I think that's Butcher. Okay, but, Ooh, but, but Blade, it's like it's just the way his strikes are. Like I don't know, he even missed the table bump to the outside. You catch that part? It was supposed to be like this table uh-huh. bump. And it was just like whoops. Yeah, the whole table. He was supposed to die, and he caught nothing but his arm. Yeah, and uh, the big spot of this entire thing was the young buck spot, which uh, I think I might actually even have the clip here to show you guys. This shit was nuts. The young you talk about good camera spot. work. This looked crazy. Yeah, they do a good job there. And Blade is just laying motionless on that table. He might have been knocked out after that, that BTE trigger. Oh, my God, they're Nick, climbing. They're climbing the, uh, the, the staging area. This, on either side here, JR. The Bucks up on the... Both members of the Young Bucks on the, on the structures. This is crazy. The tunnels. This, this is crazy. crazy. This is crazy. Career, career assassinations, what this is. Are you... <laughs> So, uh, from what I've been hearing, uh, there was some complications with that. According to Dave Meltzer, when Matt did the dive, um, it was an elbow on the butcher. But when he did it, um, and he put him through the table, the table leg jammed his knee. So he got a little bit fucked up from that. And apparently when Nick did the swanton, um, he was, I guess he just got shaken up from the dive. Then it wasn't really like an actual physical issue with it, but he got shaken up from the dive. Maybe knocked the wind out of him, maybe. Yeah. Dangerous thing, but it was a good match. Yeah. And what I like about with Nick's Swanton, it's not like when you see Jeff do it from high places. He hit the shit full motion. Yeah. Like you've seen, well, like you've seen when Jeff does those uh, high Swantons, he'll either just fall into it or do something to where. There's no chance of over-rotating. Nick just goes. That's not always a good thing, though. Yeah, it's scary, but I mean, that's a lot of trust and body control right there. Yeah, it definitely is. So, uh, we had a thing with Lance Archer, with Jake the Snake, where he's fucking up like a bunch of jobbers, almost cartoon style, um, in the locker room. Like, he hoists, like, one of the guys from the waist, like, and puts him, his, like, top part through the ceiling, like, in Home Alone. You know, he, he throws he throws one guy into like the garbage, like like shown of the Tarichi in the Last Dragon. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> Like I was in the new of Jake behind him just laughing. Ha 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 ha. Wish I can't blame him because it is funny. You never thought you'd see that kind of shit happen to somebody. Who's the master archer? Yeah, I say who's the master? Oh man, just weird, weird stuff. I guess they're just putting over Archer's meanness. I mean, hey, it worked because I laughed. I guess, yeah. If that's what the the, the thing was, they were going for. You know. I was entertained. <laughs> Anything else? I'm trying to remember. I'm going off memory here for shit that happened that we should talk about with AEW. Oh god, I mean, we hit the biggest things. I mean, what was kind of cool for uh, the Bucks and Butcher and the Blade? Did you hear like how popular that match had been? Yes. As a matter of fact, I did. It Holy hit, crap! It hit when they had that match on. It hit over a hundred. Uh, it hit over a million, I believe. Right? 
Yep, over a million. Yeah. Let me see if I could get the numbers in front of me here. Because I know there was a huge number thing that happened with them. Yep, over one million viewers. Just wanted to double check and make sure that that was accurate. It was for a few minutes, but it was because of that match. So I don't know how that happened. That's such a strange jump. That is crazy. Yeah. It's good for them, though. You know, good for them. Yeah. They earned it. Well earned. Mm -hmm. So uh, what was the other match that happened here? You had the Dark Order. One of those Dark Order dudes came. I don't know which one's which. Um, Nine or some shit. It's Island Angels, right? Yeah, Alan Angels. But he's a number now, too. They even called him the number, I believe. They were like, Alan Nine Angels. I could be wrong, but I feel like they called him like a number, which I don't like that shit with this Dark Order. You shouldn't have to have a, num- a, a freaking number here. But it was just for him to get killed. You know, Adam Adam goes over, and uh, the Dark Order guys are standing at the ramp, and then Brody Lee comes out, and Cole Cabana's with him, and I kind of hate that. Cole Cabana and Brody Lee remind me of when Negan was showing Carl Sanctuary. <laughs> and he's like walking him around and shit and he's seeing all the saviors kneel then he takes him like to the top of the fucking thing where he can look down at everyone and see all the power he has like it was that moment but with fucking Cole Cabana and Brody Lee like, <laughs> <laughs> it was just strange you know watching this like really that, that's what we're doing <laughs> that's where oh this angle's going wouldn't there be some shit you just hear we pissing our pants yeah boom boom Cole Cabana you know, that's what you're doing. he was neganing this guy tell me it was Negan and Carl all over again and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, what the hell they were doing there. And, uh, apparently they don't want to join, you know, freaking Adam Page doesn't want to join a cult. Uh-huh. His exact words too. Yeah. That's what he said. I don't think he even meant to be mean. It was just like, he saw what he saw, you know, it's like, nope, don't want to join a cult. <laughs> I want to do cowboy shit instead. And they, of course they took offense when he said, I don't want to join a cult, you know? And, uh, that was it pretty much after that. Brody Lee and Cole Cabana leave. And uh, the rest of the goons, the putty patrol, they wind up beating up freaking Adam Page. And then the revival comes out and they save him. But uh, Omega comes out way late. The late Kenny Omega shows up, unable to save his friend. You know, but Hangman does beer it out with the revival or with FTR, as you know. Uh, You had the Jurassic Express match against Chris Jericho and Jake Hager with Santana and Ortiz at ringside was this the main event i believe it was right yep th- yep this was how this was how they closed out the night yeah so uh what was the finish to this i know the finish obviously had to do with before we get into that which we kind of spoiled earlier yeah the, the finish moments. was i believe it was a code breaker on i think it was luchasaurus that took this one yes yeah yeah luchasaurus with the bat he hits luchasaurus with the bat basically uh who we think at this time is serpenteco which is not, he hits him with a bat from the apron. He's on ringside and he hits the guy. But it turns out that it's actually Sammy Guevara. He's bad. He's Once bad. I saw the shooting star, I knew. Because I was like, only Sammy hits all that clean. When I saw, started to see his face, I knew. And it's funny because I was thinking while this was all going on about how pissed I am that he's not there because of this bullshit at a time when he should be there. And it was like, oh, there he is. Good. All fixed. My one complaint fixed. There. Look how easy that was. And Skylar Moore... I'm not sure if you're familiar with who she is, but if you're not, she's a wrestler. She will be wrestling at this upcoming AEW Dark tomorrow night uh, against, what's her name again? Abaddon? Remember the crazy yeah, Abaddon, Abaddon, who they did sign. Yeah, they signed her crazy ass, right? Probably because of the way Taz put her over. How do you, how does someone, <laughs> what is the, what? like Taz just couldn't believe what was going on. That shit was still real to him, damn it. 
Tasha couldn't <laughs> believe that this person was still existing. Like, how is she alive? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, but uh, yeah, Skylar Moore is uh the girlfriend to the person that Sammy Guevara disguised himself as Ser- Serpentico. That's who it actually is. Serpentico is the actual name of the person, and uh, she tweeted out. And she said, is Sammy Guevara who I've been dating this entire time? (laughs) Tony Khan released a statement saying Sammy completed four weeks of extensive sensitivity training and his curriculum included subject matters of tolerance, gender, race, race relations and why people's words matter. During his suspension, he was very contrite. I asked him to use that time to try and become a better person. And I think he did. There you go. And he, and he also said that Sammy was off television for a month and suspended without pay for 30 days. And he thinks that it was right for Sammy to come back because he's shown that he's very sorry and that he can change. <laughs> he spent every day for the past month trying to prove that. Oh, I'm glad that he's capable of changing into a decent person. Because Yay. before these courses and everything, he was a piece of shit, you know. And I'm glad that this piece of shit was able to get his life together. You know what I mean? This, this is so silly. The guy didn't fucking do anything. Everybody's acting like he turned over a new a new leaf in life, you know? Come on, get out of here with that. He's trying he spent the last month trying to prove he can change from some shit that happened years ago. Unbelievable. Dynamite had an eight hundred and forty five thousand viewer rating, point thirty two rating in the eighteen to forty nine demographic versus NXT six hundred and fifteen thousand viewers with a point seventeen in the eighteen to forty nine demographic. So now they are back Smashed to them. they're back to kicking their asses in, in both the demographic way that everyone likes to focus on and in the numerical way that regular people focus on. More people, more eighteen to forty nine, more everything. They're fucking them up again. Just because they want a couple More of times doesn't mean we have to nitpick, you know. So, pretty much the year is won. And, uh, yeah, this, this, this war has been long over. Let's, let's be realistic. <laughs> this war isn't over. This war has just changed. Because them beating them in that demographic isn't just important. Because of the fact that it beat them with both the 18 to 49 demographic and having... Almost 250,000 more fans than them. It also beat Raw and SmackDown in the key demographic. <laughs> like I said, it's getting worse. Yeah, so the Wednesday show beat shows that aren't even on the same fucking day. I said this early on. Eventually, it's going to start affecting Raw and SmackDown too. And the bad part is that AEW doesn't treat this like it's their third brand they treat it like it's their raw so it's only natural that as it grows it would eventually start to compete with things like raw wwe are the ones that treat it like a third brand versus their third brand these guys never looked at that as the competition they were looking at the whole company as the competition when they first went into this thing they were like we're coming for everyone and it's starting to pay off like they beat raw and smackdown let's think about that shit for a minute you know like it's only a matter of time before they're beating Raw and SmackDown in every way, shape, form, color, and so sound got, and smell. So like, you got Italy, Sky Sports, and a few other Sky Sports that have pulled them off the air for AEW. You got the demographics of not only Raw and SmackDown and NXT, all three losing to AEW now. Meltzer tweeted this information out. Cody Rhodes responded, humbling stuff we we're doing. We are doing the work, but we are also incredibly fortunate slash lucky to be expanding like this and at this rate. This data and the Sky Italia news are making for a hell of a week. 
You're right. Congratulations. What can I say to you guys? Good job, man. Good job. During a fucking pandemic and during the craziest time in the world, you managed to do things that I never even thought possible when it was regular. I always believed in you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's like now's a good time for someone to do something. I don't know what. I don't It's like normally I would have suggestions. WWE needs to do this or they need to do that. I don't know. You guys fucked it up too badly. And I'm like, somebody better do something. You know what the funny thing about it is? At this point, even if it wasn't too late, they're not going to do anything. Yeah, they better call somebody. I don't know who, but literally, you have Road Dog backstage. Well, your ass better call somebody. Man, at this point, you're gonna send him the voicemail because uh, this is not this is not good at all. You think that they would have learned? Like, I literally watched this happen to them as a teenager. Didn't they learn anything from what Nitro did? Nope. Like they almost lost everything when that shit happened. And it was the same thing where they were letting guys go, and then there was another company that happened to be on the Turner Broadcasting Network, just like this company. Same fucking time slot and everything. It's crazy that they're allowing this to happen. And you know what? I kind of feel like if you don't learn from, from your mistake, you should pay for it. Everyone's allowed to make a mistake. But when you something shitty happens in life, that should be your sign to go, you know what? When I did that, that turned out shitty. I'd like that not to be shitty anymore. And, and it's even worse now because back then, at least they were competent enough to fix it. Yeah, exactly. But for them to see the writing on the wall the way we as fans did and not do anything, man, unbelievable. But we're still going to talk about NXT before we wrap up here. Yeah. Uh, which, I don't know, is there anything you really want to talk about with NXT? Keith Lee relinquishing the TV title. I think that's kind of silly. I get it, but at the same time, I don't. You got to don't, don't have, like, you can't always have someone become a double champion and then relinquish the title. You Let know? them try to defend it. You know, See and how the, that works out. And then having that tournament shit, you know, where it's like, I, I hate when titles are, are, are vacated and then there's like a tournament for it. It ruins the title to me. You know, don't vacate titles. During the 90s, people would do everything in their fucking power, including physically actually shoot double cross each other to make sure that titles never got vacated. The extents that people went to to make sure that their title weren't vacated. When you think of shit like the Montreal fucking screw job, that whole thing was really about not wanting to vacate a title. And now people will not, nowadays will just be like, well, fuck it. Title vacated. Here are the brackets for the tournament. It used to be out of the question. Do you ever really think about the fact that all WWE needed to do was just buy another title and be like, this is the title now. But the kayfabe of this history of these titles meant so fucking much to them that they screwed a man in real life to make sure that they didn't lose that. But nowadays you could just draw some brackets on a fucking dry erase board and be like, tournament. That destroys the titles. What the hell is going on here? He should not have vacated that title. He should have had to defend it. Something should have happened. Uh, at least defended a few times. Anything. I don't know. I don't know. But they, but they wanted to do what they wanted to do. Um, I mean, Robert Stone finally has a credible member in his shitty little brand now. Yes. Robert Stone. Good old Robert Stone, because that's what I was worried about when I started watching NXT. I was thinking, what the hell is going to happen to Robert Stone? You know? And, uh, Apparently, well, exactly how did it play out with the Mercedes Martinez thing? So basically, Aaliyah had a match with, um, yeah, Aaliyah had a match with Chelsea Blackheart. And of course, Chelsea went over. But uh, at the end of the match, one thing that happened was uh, Robert tried to distract her. She got knocked off and fell on his shitty ankle after he got ran over by her tank. Well, she goes over and basically tries to run over the other leg and Mercedes come flying out from off camera, boots her, and then they go backstage and Martinez and Stone shake hands and it's basically like, hey, Martinez and Robert Stone brand now. Right now, the last thing I want to 
want to see is your face, McKenty. I just got ran over by a tank a second time. Please go yeah, away. That means bye-bye. Oh, Leave. Yeah. Thank God it wasn't as bad as the last time, but she still got me right there on the circle of my ankle. Oh my God, it's killing me. Hey, listen, Mercedes. What's, Stay what down. Listen, this is what I want. I need someone who can handle the big matches, look over the contracts, and handle the crap that I don't care about. All the stuff outside of the ring. So I can focus on what I do best, and that is hurt people in the ring. You got it? Crystal clear. I'm your man. I'm your man. Do not overstep your boundaries, because I will permanently break both your legs. Understood? Done. Oh, yeah. Help me up. Help me up. Help me up. Welcome to the Robert Stone. We did it. I did it all! Oh! It happened, and they let it happen. All right. <sighs> Whatever they want. Uh, yeah, that, that NXT's become a little bit goofy, too. That's probably why they're getting their asses kicked in the ratings. Yeah, because it's just like, it's same shit, different fucking day. Like it's... Mm-hmm. Dexter Loomis fought against Killian Dane. Well, by a technical knockout, because he basically choked him out. <laughs> you know what, man? Killian Dane looked better than freaking Roderick Strong in that match. You know? They made him yeah, at least look stronger, but Dexter Loomis looks good. Like he's pretty solid. Like I like, I like what we're seeing. Always look great. You know, it's funny that it, it goes to the next thing is a uh, the Roderick Strong interview, where uh, he's gonna get an opportunity at the title and all this other shit, which is weird yeah. coming off of his loss to Dexter. Pre, what's up? Yeah, we're on. Holy late. shit! We're on later than we're supposed to be. Yeah, we had, we we had to put some people in line, so you know we had to handle some shit. Yeah, to check them back in the place. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Hope you're doing good. But uh, yeah, what else that, happened? Yeah, that one about translating to the North American Championship qualifying match. The first one, uh, Johnny Gargano, Johnny Gargano, Roger Strong, and Bronson Reed, which Bronson Reed wins with a diamond splash. He looked really good out there, though. He did. That big boy can move. (laughs) That fucker's gonna be scary in this match. Yeah, no, he looked really solid. I'm, I'm glad that they are that they did that. I I like it because I mean, nothing against Strong and Gargano, but I can only see them in championship matches so many times. Yeah, Bronson Reed is something fresh. Yeah, it's still interesting that guys like that didn't get pushed here. And and pre, if you're around, you're welcome to ring in or whatever or just hang in a chat room oh, up yeah. to you but uh oh, yeah. Yeah, you know your family yeah uh but yeah overall it, it'll be interesting to see exactly what the hell happens in regards to bronson reed's match we had Everrise versus brizongo these guys came out as the monty i was fucking crying the mounties yeah. <laughs> it's so I funny love, every time I hear them announce with the match I never know what I'm going to get I love that every time they come out they fuck with Beth Phoenix like when they were the plumbers there was always a sexual innuendo they were talking about how she needs to get her pipes clean and she says it as they're coming on the ramp she's like I don't know what Brazango was talking about before but they said something about cleaning my pipes later <laughs> and it's always a different thing whatever the gimmick is they'll always have to and in this one they were talking about how to how to um the symbol of Canada is the beaver and that she was like, you know, they were saying something about the symbol of Canada being the beaver and you got to be good to all beavers. 
I don't know what oh, they meant. It was like, oh my god, I don't believe these fucking dudes, man. It's oh every time they come out, it's to the point where when they come out, I'm listening to hear what they said to her because I was like, what's it gonna be this time? I was like, oh no, it's the beaver. <laughs> It's never not funny, right? Uh, it's too good, too good, too good. Holy shit! Uh, what was the finish to this? It was uh, a, as a matter of fact, uh, Brizango go over, right? Yeah, Brizango wound up going super over. Super kicks, super kick party, more or less. Yeah, a pair of super kicks to have rise and oh god almighty! Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't wait till the day when they come out as lumberjacks. Yeah. The main event, which I believe George was saying in the chat room. Well, actually, before we even get to the main event, uh, was there anything else? Oh, there was only Lorcan and Timothy Thatcher had their rematch. Yes, yes, they did, which I'm very happy that we're continuing. I said last week, I'm very happy that this feud is continuing and uh, that they were going to do something further with this, you know, as opposed to uh, even though they had Lorcan job out twice now, right? Yeah, but this time it wasn't as clean because uh, since Thatcher couldn't get out of Lorcan's, uh, basically he had him in a Kimura, he had to work him around, force him to the mat, but he grabbed a handful of tights. So Corton, so Thatcher couldn't get it as clean as the last time. Interesting. Yeah, he had to get a little bit underhanded because only only was a little more ready this time. Mm-hmm. But and, uh, yeah, watching watching these guys fight is fun. And then we had the main event, which was Karrion Cross against Dominic Dijakovic. Which, uh, what were your thoughts on this? Uh, you know, it's it's bothering me because I know what it's leading to, but I like the match. It was, I mean, Dijakovic. It, what else? What else do we expect from this big athletic mofo? <laughs> so Cross goes over in this, and basically we're gonna have Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross. That's what they're building to for the NXT Championship because Karrion Cross has done so much to deserve this championship match. Yeah, Dijakovic passed out in Karrion Cross's hold, right? Yeah, the the, the, the straight jacket lock, mm-hmm. the cross jacket, as they call it. Yeah, it looked good. It was solid stuff. Yeah, it's a cool submission. It looks terrifying. <laughs> yeah, overall, it was a, it was a good NXT. There's nothing wrong. They're just getting their asses kicked right now. Yeah, it's like I said before, at this point, it really seems like fucking unless they throw a special one or like a cool NXT, they do not win. Yeah, I see that. Like like, like, like a a, a regular NXT at this point will never be a regular AEW. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're going to speed through the other the other shit. That's the other stuff that AEW beat this week. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Nikki Cross winds up having to fight her bestie. She goes over Alexa Bliss with the inside cradle to become the number one contender for the upcoming pay-per-view, right? For SummerSlam, I guess? Sure, SummerSlam? I believe it's... I, I don't even know if they've said fully SummerSlam. I think it might it be next be week, right? week. It might just be next week, right? Who knows? Yeah. yeah probably if they don't book that far in the future. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, they barely book their shows in the future. You get this Naomi Deserves Better segment. And by the way, this whole thing is because of fucking Twitter. Everybody being like, hashtag Naomi Deserves Better. So not a giving her better. Like she isn't a... Two-time women's champion and won the Moolah Battle Royale. Like, stop bitching. Yeah, really. A lot of people out there that fucking deserve better and don't get a hashtag. Mm-hmm. She winds up getting attacked by Lacey Evans. Or well, rather, attacking Lacey Evans while she's putting on her lipstick and screwing her up and stuff. Uh, what else happened? They hate Shorty G so much that Grandma Tally got the title shot against AJ Styles. Let us settle for a second. Grand Metalik. Got a title shot. 
in 2020, and they wonder why AEW kicked their asses. Yeah, and we know that Graham Metalik, he's not beating no fucking AJ Styles. What I like was when he held out his hand to shake his, and AJ slaps him, and then AJ turns and looks at Lindsay Dorado, and he just bitches him out. He's like, yeah, I slapped your friend. And Lindsay's just kind of nodding like, yeah, yeah, you slapped him, bro. He doesn't do shit. <laughs> Yeah, literally, go back and watch. He didn't do shit. He did not want yeah, to get see, Styles clashed. And then, I and then, bitch in your eyes. And then Metali get, recovers, and there's a whole little battle that they had there. Oh, man. Biggie and Kofi know. Kingston. What were we going to say? Oh, no, I, was, I, I actually almost was about to jump ahead, but yeah, that, that we got to talk about the Biggie thing for yeah, sure as well. They were shown backstage, and Kingston was, uh, he was basically told that he's going to be out of action for six weeks, but they don't say exactly why. And, uh, I think over here it's a back thing. Yeah, but then we Kofi basically tells Biggie to now it's time to shine, and it may be about him and everything. And uh, that was pretty much it, because now basically we have one guy left in New Day. Um, what else have relevance happened? You had the bar fight because he, they are the bar. And, yeah, uh, even though we've fallen below the bar, they both start off by sitting at a bar drinking, which I feel like they stole that from uh. Where have I seen two people sit down and have a drink and go fighting? Didn't something like that happen with Adam Page recently in AEW? Where there was something where they both sat at a bar for a drink and then they came to blows, him and someone else? Yeah, it was him and somebody. I can't remember who, though. Yeah. But anyway, the bar fight starts with Jeff throwing his cup in Sheamus' face. Lisa wasn't pissed this time. Um, It goes into all of your brutal, hardcore match shit. Even that guy Jeeves, the bartender, he winds up having a heel turn and Jeff winds up having to put him through a table. At the end there, when they when Jeff gets knocked down and the hat's on his face, did he turn into Brother Nero at the end? Is that what that was? Yeah, that's what it was supposed to be, Brother Nero. So because suddenly he has makeup and his eyes are different. He was Brother Nero now, right? Yeah. But was there ever a Brother Nero in WWE? No. So wouldn't that not make sense? Like, that storyline has never happened here. They've never even mentioned Brother Nero. You know, you know, you know what it was, though? Because they saw it happen on Impact. Right, but they don't acknowledge Impact. There's, there's never been a mention of this character. Exactly. Before. No one there exactly. knows what the fuck that is. And he turned into Brother Nero. Exactly. <sighs> yep. Well, is he going to be called Brother Nero? No, I think I think that was just a one-off thing that oh, everybody was them. supposed to get. Fuck them, man. You know that? Fuck them. <sighs> yeah. Wow, the, the bar match was intense, just like I expected it to be. But now that this is over, hopefully my, my dead horse of a soul the last few months can finally like stop being beat, if you know what I'm saying. Because, man, it's just the demons and the struggles with addiction and alcoholism. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of overwhelming at times. But now that this is behind me, it's time to move on to something uh, brighter and better and way more positive. But uh, it's my past, so it's always going to be a part of my life. And I look forward to... Uh, Challenging myself each and every day to move on in that right direction. You know, Jeff, it might always be part of your past. So that means me have to. That doesn't mean I have to bring it up every two and a half fucking seconds. Mm-hmm. I'm going to this fucking horse WWE. It's not. It doesn't fucking work. All right. <sighs> your little knockoff fucking copy and paste statement of he's a grown man he could do his own acting. No, fuck that shit. Let's talk about Raw. Yeah. That way we can get the hell out of here. All right. Uh. So, Randy Orton challenges Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship at SummerSlam. In 2020. We already talked about how much this is not a good idea. Nia Jax returns and gets into an insta-feud with Shayna Baszler. They are supposed to have a match. 
They didn't even bother to give her a match. It's just chaos. They just want to beat the second up. Time, this is the second time they've done that shit with Naya. They just want to beating up all of the staff members. Thank you for the host, by the way, Uncle Louis TV. They just want to beating up all of the staff members, which uh, was not entertaining, to say the least. <laughs> no, I fucking know. I would have rather just a match. Match would have been a match on the wrestling show would have been wonderful. Yeah, no, dude, I'm right there with you. It's just to a point now where I don't even know how how we uh how we wind up with the choices we do. But we have Seth Rollins and Murphy now known as the Greater Good. Even though they haven't officially announced it, they say the Greater Good as much as they can. If I took a shot every time somebody said the Greater Good when they were out there, I'd be dead. But yep, you'd be talking like you'd be talking like Slow E C. But the the Greater Good. <laughs> Ask Dominic to come to the ring and then they try to recruit him. They go, Rollins goes for an embrace, but Dominic goes for a freaking, uh, double leg takedown. I'm going for a straight UFC takedown. That was great. Straight. And, uh, freaking the disciple guy immediately, Murphy starts attacking and then they wind up kicking him to the outside. They wind up beating the hell out of him, but then Alistair Black winds up showing up, but then he gets his ass kicked too. And then Rollins tries to get Murphy to take out Black's eye. He's basically like, you know what you got to do, man? And he's slapping him. He's like, come on, you got to take his fucking eye, you know, being all obnoxious and shit. And then, you know, Murphy's a good disciple because he was legit about to do it, which he kind of messes his eye up. He doesn't really remove it. They don't have the CG anymore. But, uh, you know, he at least, he dents it, I guess. I don't know. Dominic winds up recovering. He winds up beating the hell out of Rollins with a kendo stick. The heels retreat. This is an interesting storyline, they said when they were writing it. Yeah. So then the new nation's in the ring and they're trying to recruit Mustafa Ali, <laughs> you know, and uh, in the middle of them trying to recruit Mustafa Ali during the shitty uh, talk show that they do, R-Truth tries to reclaim his 24-7 title, which Benjamin is very adamant about defending because keep in mind, historically, this pinning R-Truth, that's the first person that Benjamin has covered since he covered Super Crazy on Raw in 2004. Keep in mind, the last time he pin somebody twitter was brand new yeah so uh, great nation member Depress- there it's a depressing fact isn't it yeah you had oscar versus sasha versus sasha banks i feel like sasha might have botched that eddie spot with the belt or something i think she there. i think she did it just a little bit too late yeah don't botch the eddie spot yeah you know? i like that she gave the shower today because i mean they've documented they've talked about multiple times that Eddie's her hero, so yeah. still a very it was cool clever. to see her go for one of Eddie's tricks, mm-hmm. and still a very clever ending with uh Bailey backstage kicking Kyrie Sane's ass against the gate and everything, with Oscar being torn between having to defend her title, which Stephanie mentioned prior that you can lose this title, you know, like you can lose it virtually any anyway. way disqualification, any of those things. Stacey said, "Where the fuck is Vicky?" <laughs> oh my god, I'm never forgetting that shit. All the time. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, this was a good match though. Yeah. No, it was a really good match. I, I, uh, I definitely enjoyed it. Solid stuff. Oh, hell yeah. Good for Sasha. Yeah. Very good for her. And, uh, the one thing, if I have to have a complaint, the one thing that bothers me about this whole thing is that Kyrie Sane, as we said before, is a known badass, right? Yeah. So why is she being treated like that? Like, I get it that Bailey's the champion and everything, but Jesus Christ, she was getting destroyed, screaming out, Asuka! Like, really? Her? You guys remember? Did, wasn't she the one that won the women's tournament thing? Mm-hmm. Won the May Young Classic. She's beaten Shayna Baszler more times than anybody else. Like, what happened? Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know what's going on here. I like the fact that she had to lose the title. They kept Asuka strong by losing it in Countout, and now she'll have the vengeful pursuit against Bailey and, and Sasha, who I told you they were going to do the two dudes with attitudes to Shawn Michaels, freaking Diesel, every, all the titles. Oh, yeah. It. They picked the right. It. They picked the best time to do it, too. I knew it. Anything else significant happen on Raw? We don't got to go over everything, but anything else you cared about? I mean, not really. Fucking Ziggler and McIntyre had the Extreme I, Rules match where it was on both that. ends. And yeah. I hated that because it was like, Ziggler, are you that stupid? You're not even a good heel. You know what I mean? Like, come on, Ziggler. <laughs> You're a terrible, terrible heel. You ask him, this time you make the terms. Think about what you're saying here. Last time I made the terms in all of my advantage. Well, you beat me. Well, oh, yeah. This time you choose everything. And then the guy does. He goes, well, I'm going to choose a hardcore match where I could also be hardcore. What did you think was going to happen? Why would that be the idea? And he beats the hell out of him. It was like, <laughs> he was the purpose without weapons. You know, like, why would you make that your plan? Your secret plan was, haha, now you have to decide the terms of this match. Fuck off. Can we have no more Ziggler title matches, please? It's not going to work. It ends with an RKO out of nowhere. So this is jump-starting the feud. Jump-starting Brandy Orton as a champion in 2020. Exactly. So there you have it. That was Raw. It was Raw. Yeah, my fucking eyes are raw after suffering through that shit. I'm sorry, guys. And this was a long episode. I'm sorry for that, too. You know, I know now we're going to get heat with with uh with that one listener out there. Uh, I'm blessed. Let's be real. They ain't got the audio quality to give us heat. Yeah. But we are wrapping up here, folks. This has been a wonderful episode despite the length. I've enjoyed this. And I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it next week even more. So. Oh, yeah. Next week's going to be so much fun. Yes, indeed. And thank you to everyone who has hung out with us for this entire night. All of you guys in the chat room from top to bottom that have been in there. Stasis Dreams, Willie V2, EB Gamer. Cooler Ice, Euler's Object, Universe, Sugar Shane, Feet, George Z, Bloodluster, Paul Kircher, King Quest 770, 716 Playboy, Ross from Cultaholic, the Community Showcase Channel, our good old pal Pre, uh, Weekly Planet 516, aka Ashley, 1FPS, and of course, all of you listening across the airwaves of iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Facebook Watch, Twitch.tv, Periscope, Twitter, and everywhere else, including TalkBrunch.com. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to TalkBrunch Live, episode 397, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dyer, aka Captain Brunch. For myself and Destin, we're out of here. And we will see you guys next week. Shut it down.